Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We'll get to that a bit later. The scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. And if you're headed over to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill today, you can find Goose Light. It's not Goose Light, although I've had Maybe. people suggest that we should have done Goose Light. No, it's, of course, Goose Flights Lager. Available in cans at all of the Maryland locations of Glory Days Grill. Also available in cans at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. The Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton. Available in cans and six-packs at Guilford Hall Brewery. As well as at Costas Inn in Dundalk. Available in six-packs and cases at the Wine Source in Hamden. And coming soon, perhaps, to another distributor, store, restaurant, even closer to you working on that goose flights continues the legacy of the great tony sarah goose says 198 from every can sold goes to the goose flights foundation and the work they're doing to provide non-emergency medical transport for those in need coming up in a bit drew forrester will join us in studio we will have a uh, i i think will be a rousing version of that's what's wrong with this country because i actually i didn't i had more that I've, i i wrote down three Wow. Yeah, I was a lot of things going on that are there are things that I'm very bad problematic at. in this country. Like like we do segments on the radio show Rita and I do and every week I say to myself, I got to remember like we do a Twitter segment and then I always I see hilarious tweets during the course of the week and I forget to click like so that I can We've save the, them. the bookmark feature now, so. Whenever it is. Okay. I I don't care. I just Something that reminds me what the tweet is. So then I get to the day. So like this week we're doing the show tomorrow. And then we're doing another one on Sunday. Whoa. And I realized this, Clark in our this morning, I haven't, I haven't liked any tweets. I've seen plenty of hilarious tweets. I just forget to like them like a big dumb idiot. So I don't want that to be the case for that's what's wrong with this country. If we're going to do it, I want to do it. I want to do it. By the way. I might repeat. I might bring something up, and that's what's wrong in this country and on the radio show tomorrow. Different audience, it is what it is. Deal with it. If it's too much me, there's plenty of other options. Turn on the golf channel or something. I don't know what to tell you. But um, we'll get into that. Also this morning, in just a couple of minutes, Press Box's Bo Smoka will check in with us. He was at uh, Zach Orr's press conference. And later on in the program, David Schoenfield from uh, ESPN.com, an ESPN MLB writer and analyst. Uh, Talked to him about some of the things he had to say about the Orioles post-Corbin Burns trade. Are they the team to beat in the American League now? We'll talk about all of those things on the course during the course of the program. What we won't talk much about is the Maryland basketball game Ooh. from last night because what, if you listen to Patrick Stevens... Yeah, yeah, you would have uh, made some money. So he was the guy doesn't even like gambling. He doesn't even have any interest in gambling. That's like whatsoever. the only lean he's ever given out. He's he's and I, he I would say spot on. I, I don't know that he's opposed to it. Like I don't think he cares if people gamble or not. I know as a fact he's never gambled in his life. I know Patrick well. He doesn't do that. And it's not just because like, you know, he works and he covers sports and so you're not supposed it's like he just it's a personal thing for him. He's there's no interest in it whatsoever. And yet the first thing he said when we brought up Maryland Rutgers, I'd bet the under. Don't know what the number's at, but Yep. And we looked it up and we said, Wow, it's 127 and a half. That's a small number. Under hit with ease. With ease. The only thing that was going to be interesting 
was if, you know, Jameer Young had hoisted a three at the end and they had forced overtime, and then there would have been danger for the mm-hmm. under. But they didn't. But there was obviously no threat of that. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I, I said this last night. This – most people don't care about Maryland basketball this season. So, as you could tell by the fact that nobody was at the game last night. You could say – that perhaps it's not the end of the world because of that. Hey, nobody cares, so who cares they lost? But everything to this point this season had been potentially excusable. Maryland wasn't going to get to the end of the year and make the NCAA tournament. That wasn't going to happen. It's a it's a weird bit where you can't really declare a team dead unless they're, like say, Louisville, DePaul. Yeah, like, short DePaul's of that... <laughs> Any team that's floating around 500 into February, you can't say that they're dead, right? Because you can always go on some sort of run and you know be that team that gets hot going into March. But any, there was no reasonable scenario, as we talked about. There was no scenario where you could see Maryland. They, they didn't have enough left that they could accomplish. Patrick brought that up yesterday. They had one like particularly meaningful game left on the docket. That would be a road win at Wisconsin. And road wins at Wisconsin and Illinois are, are good, but not alone would a tournament resume make. And that was if they didn't stub their toe. And they still didn't have enough. They would still need to have gone on some sort of torrid stretch. It's, it's over. They're not making the NCAA tournament, short of them somehow winning the Big Ten tournament. They're not making it unless. Yeah. I mean, that's always the path for everybody. Um, the problem was that last night was the type of thing that now you can't continue to believe that it's all good. If Maryland goes through a season, doesn't doesn't suffer an you know an ungodly home loss, comes up short of the tournament, but wins more games than they lose and mixes in a couple of good wins during the process, then you get to the end of the year and you can say, all right, this was a downer, but that's fine. You get to try to prove that you can turn it around next year. I don't think the Kev- – th- it's really crazy to me how good I felt about the program going into this season and now where I feel at this point, which is I- I'm not sure there's something happening there. I, I'm not – it's funny because one of the stuff we knew from a year ago, like they couldn't win on the road, they had to win in a very specific way, but they were figuring out ways to do it, particularly at home, and that was all good. You knew that that wasn't like sustainable long-term to make a program succeed, but it was okay because it was what was happening in year one. In year one, the expectations were so low that by accomplishing that, you were surpassing reasonable expectations. But you had to build off of that moving forward. This is ungodly. It's unwatchable. It's been unwatchable all season. And the biggest issue, and the moment that made me... I'm not... 
this is not me saying you have to fire Kevin Willard because that's not even plausible at this point. Deshaun Harris-Smith being so lost that when the game was at stake, after the look, they fell behind by nine and it looked like it was over, and then all of a sudden, thanks in part to a technical foul, they're right back in it, and Deshaun Harris-Smith is wide open to try to knock down a three that would tie the game, and he is so rattled and so lost as a basketball player that he refused to take the shot, which then led to another freshman, Jamie Kaiser, throwing the ball away. That sequence and how completely unprepared the freshmen are for this moment right now, how lost they appear to be, is ungodly alarming. And maybe the answer is they're the wrong players, or maybe they just aren't players that are going to figure it out until, you know, deeper into their careers, or at this point, this is college basketball, somewhere else. But these were your guys. They were the ones. And you knew, based on roster construction, they were going to have to play. And so now, either one of two things, either your eye for talent is problematic, and in fairness, Kevin Willard wasn't the only one that thought these guys were basketball players, or the development is terrifying. And there's no way around that. There's no way of, hey, you're being too critical. No, this is the way the college basketball works. If if you're going to have... You can say, well, this is why coaches only want to go to the portal. They only want guys with experience. Well, then you better damn well be good at portaling. You better be the, the greatest portaler there's ever been. Uh, Jordan Geronimo hasn't done much. You, the freshmen that you decide are going to be basketball players have to be capable of being basketball players. There's not gonna, we're not going to wake up one day and there's suddenly going to be a wildly veteran roster of talented, good players at the University of Maryland. This is college basketball now. Every now and then you have like an Armando Baycott who sticks around for a while. You have a very unique situation with like Zach Eady where nobody thinks he's going to be a good NBA player, but he's the greatest college basketball player like just because of his size. Th- those things happen from time to time, but it's rare. Th- that's, that's the exception to the rule. Obviously, very fortunate for those programs. There's a reason why Carolina and Purdue are among the best teams in the country this year. Because they have the incredible fortune of having high-level players who stuck around for a little while. But that's rare. Freshman and the portal. I mean, Julian Reese might be that guy for Maryland. There's certainly no signs of him being ready to go to a next level. I don't know anymore what the difference is between what Julian Reese can make, you know, in NIL money. I don't think it's robust at the moment from the support from the University of Maryland fan base versus, um, and he might end up being, maybe, you know, he looks at the transfer portal as an option for him because there's NIL money to be had somewhere else uh, adding to a better team. I don't know. But maybe, maybe he sticks around and can be that guy for Maryland at some point. I We'll see. But you've got to be able to have your freshmen play. You built the roster. They can't play. Deshaun Harris-Smith had a wide-open look 
in the most critical point of the game, wide open. And by the way, the answer might be that he shouldn't have shot the ball because he's not good at that. But that's the alarm. The alarming part is how is he on the floor if he can't be trusted? And you can say because there aren't other good options. There's no getting around it. I'm not, this is, this is not, the lazy thing is, well, you got to fire Kevin Willie. It's not that, it don't, it don't work like that. This is college basketball, man. You got somebody who's going to foot the bill? What, you get a seven-year contract, something like that? But this is the reality. The reality is, unfortunately for him, the success that he found in year one set the tone for the expectation in year two. Perhaps, if they had bottomed out last year, the expectation wouldn't be there. Now, I don't know how they would recruit on that. Like, I don't know how you would get anybody that would want to sign up to be a part of it. But if they had bottomed out last year, you know, we would have all said, okay, well, I guess technically this is progress. This is the opposite of that. And with the foundation that was laid, that shouldn't be the case. And I get it. It hurts to lose all of your assistant coaches. And maybe somebody would say that has something to do with the development issue that they're finding this year. But none of it is acceptable. There's that part of this. The results, bad. But that part were the two guys that were really, and we said this at the beginning of the year when we had these conversations, this team will go as these freshmen prove capable of moving forward. And the answer has been zero. You know, I, Jamie Kaiser was kind of helpful against Nebraska, the game where you least needed mm-hmm. help from freshmen. So you want to say it's been point two. You can have 0.2. Nothing. And that is alarming. Uh, it, it's stunning. It, it almost feels impossible that these two key pieces could be this unhelpful this deep in the season. Like if they weren't coached at all, you would think that they would just sort of be a little more helpful than this. It's staggering how bad it is with these freshmen. I, again, I don't know what the big picture answer is because you're not firing the coach, but the reality is it's going to be much more difficult. Like they, Now you're putting yourself in a situation where you almost have to pull off miracles because the fan base is checked out again. That didn't take long. You just lost at home to Rutgers. To Rutgers. You scored four, 56 points at home against Rutgers. You scored 53. Sorry. Thank they you. Let they let up 56. Thank yeah. you. So. you scored 53 points. It's worse. <laughs> it's, a, it's beyond a problem. It's horrifying. And it's nightmarish. Because the new coach was supposed to be the answer. So do we still trust Kevin? I mean, I guess no. we really don't have a no. choice. Do we have, we don't no, have a choice. there's no trust. It's just, it's hope. You hope that he figures it out. And again, I, I, I got bamboozled, man. I, I was willing to believe that that was what we saw a year ago. That was, that was the base level.
You know, like it can only go up from here. The thing with the freshmen, again, the results are what they are. The thing with the freshmen is as alarming as it gets because it makes you wonder if anyone's going to be capable of developing. Like, ever. And I, I know that's hyperbolic. I understand that. But we can only deal with what we're dealing with. Dante Scott has been worse. I guess somebody would argue that maybe Jameer Young has developed, but Jameer Young was a hell of a player at Charlotte. I Tell me what makes me think that this coach is capable of developing a player here so far. That's the reality. Like, that's what you're dealing with. And, again, he'll get another opportunity. They're not going to fire the guy, but... There is going to be no juice, and that's going to mean fewer people that want to help out with NIL money. It's going to be mean fewer interest in selling tickets and creating atmospheres. I mean, this is it, it, you're you're looking for basically a miracle at this point, or it just might be a repeat of the last situation that Maryland had, and it might be lather, rinse, repeat in a couple of years. Fun times for Maryland basketball fans. Let's switch it up. Uh, it's a t- Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. On uh, uh, yesterday, yesterday, not that no, wasn't Monday. It was yesterday. Yes. The Baltimore Ravens held a press conference to introduce Zach Orr as their new defensive coordinator. Last Friday, they had their season-ending press conference with John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. Joining us now to tell us about all of those things, he is Press Box Ravens beat writer, Mr. Bo Smolka, back with us here on the program. Bo, it's Glenn. It's always good to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. You bet, Glenn. Thanks. So I know that it's difficult, like, you know, when you do one of these introductory press conferences, what's somebody going to say? Hey, I think we're going to be good at defense, right? <laughs> like, it's not, a, it's not a whole lot. Could you? Was there anything in particular? We all know that it's a great story of Zach Orr's rise from the end of his career to now becoming a defensive coordinator at a young age. But was there anything particularly interesting to you that stood out from his press conference yesterday? <clears throat> well, first of all, I couldn't be there to full disclosure. I teach on Tuesday on th- that afternoon, so I, I was kind of like, I couldn't be there. So I watched it and I read it, transcript of it. So just to be clear, I was not there. But I mean, obviously, he was asked, and he should have been asked about the, the calling plays, right? That's one of the big questions. You have no experience calling plays. Is that going to be a problem? And he said, well, you know, it's something that you think about when you're an assistant coach, and it's a collaborative effort, he called it, that they, they all kind of talk about what the play calls would be. Ultimately, it'll be the coordinator's call, and now it's up to him, and I think that's pressure on him. And he also very candidly said he's got to hire some coaches. This, all, this defensive staff has kind of gotten pillaged. So he knows that, and that those are important hires for this team. I mean, it's a, it's it's – I think he's under quite a bit of pressure here because obviously he's coming off a year where Mike McDonald had a sensational defense and you could be losing a lot of key players off that defense. You've already lost three coaches off that defense. So it's, it's a tough spot for Zach Orr, but he's, he's considered he's highly regarded in the building. People have thought for a long time, he's head coach material and, and now it's his time. So I, I guess the, the, you know, as you bring up the coaching thing, I, I, I guess the next question is, Bo, do you, 
it's not just the staff that's been pillaged. I feel like that there is a scenario where all of a sudden there's a lot more competition for the guys that are on that side of the ball. Not to say there wasn't going to be competition already, but we've seen this a million times where a coach departs and when he goes somewhere else, he'd like to have some of his pieces. Um, I, I, I feel like that, you know, the, the path to trying to retain some of these free agents beyond, you know, whoever you might franchise tag, and I think most of us are assuming that's just a Matabike, has gotten all that much more difficult because all of these coaches are going to be all over the place trying to get some of the pieces that worked with them in Baltimore. Oh, I think that's definitely true. And, and, and obviously cost will be a factor, and some guys are going to be priced out of Baltimore just by what, who they have and what kind of room they have, and other teams might have more room, and, and that's that. But to your point, you're right. I mean, any let's say Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney worked with Anthony Weaver right. in Houston. Now he's worked with him in Baltimore. He may want to go back and work with him in Miami. Uh, I don't know that, but there's a good example where suddenly or guys might want to go play for Mike McDonald again in Seattle. And if you're a free agent, yeah, you can, you can have that choice. Again, if Seattle comes with an offer or whatever. But, yeah, I think the competition for a free agent does go up because now you have basically three guys and Denard Wilson in Tennessee. You've got three guys who work with these players in Baltimore this year who are now with different teams and absolutely might be interested in, you know, familiarity is part of it, and they're the coordinators, and they're going to set their schemes, and they know how these players work in those schemes if they're going to use a scheme like this one. And so absolutely I think that's going to create more competition for the free agents. Uh, Bo, I, I feel like as the Ravens move into that portion of the offseason, it, it, I, I establish that I think that they're going to franchise tag Justin Matabike. I guess I should make sure – are are you as convinced that that's the plan is to tag Matabike and figure that out and try to keep him around? Or do you still think the Patrick Queen factor is into that? Do you think there's some world where they'd like to get one of them signed before they get to the tag? Like what, what do you feel that this looks like on the defensive side with the key free agents to start things off? Yeah. I asked Eric DeCosta about tagging Matabike and of course he kind of yes. danced around yeah. it that <laughs> I learned not to mention anything. I think that, I, I, yeah, I expect them to franchise tag Justin Matabike. I think he's the guy that they have spent basically years trying to find an interior impact interior pass rusher. And now they have one in the building. And I just don't think they want to let him go. Um, whether they tag him and look to extend him, you know, if you tag him now, you have till July to try to extend him. Whether they tag him and have him play on the tag for a year, the other, I just, I don't see them tagging or trying to do an extension. I, I, I still am of the belief that Patrick Queen is going to be priced out of here after paying Roquan Smith, and you've got Lamar Jackson, and we've heard Eric DeCosta say several times, you know, the, the Lamar Jackson contract just changes how we can operate. And so I don't see a scenario in which Patrick Queen can stick around, unfortunately, because they love him. And Eric DeCosta said in so many words, Queen has earned the right to go find out what his value is. Yeah. So I see Queen hitting free agency, and I expect Matabike to be tagged. Where are you with Geno Stone? Because it's a different conversation than Queen. Like, I think Queen, a lot of us have accepted there's only so much money that you can pay an inside linebacker. I, I look at Geno Stone, and my gut tells me that Geno Stone's production this season probably prices him out of Baltimore as well because as while he's a good player – 
it just feels like he's the type of player that's about to be paid because of his production this year, and I'm not sure that that's an expectation that you could have in Baltimore that he could – I don't know that you can suddenly think that he is a great ball hawk and a game-changer in the turnover department year in and year out versus a guy who had a really good season and took advantage of opportunities. Yeah, he's an interesting one because, you remember, I wrote the story about him for a press box print issue <clears throat> a couple months ago, and he, Anthony Levine had talked about how Stone was so adamant he wanted to stay in Baltimore, he wanted to stay in Baltimore. And he did. He came back last year after essentially hitting free agency very briefly and came back on a one-year deal. Talking to him in the locker room after the season, he made it sound like he's ready to go see what his value is. So I think he will hit free agency. And numbers help these guys. And the interceptions total is probably going to get him paid more than the Ravens see his value as being, as much as they like him. I do think, even if Stone leaves, I think they have to have some other investment, even if it's a moderate investment in a safety, whether it's a veteran guy that can get cheaper than Geno Stone, because here's what I think. I personally think this team is – Kyle Hamilton is such a different kind of player. It strikes me that this team, I believe, is much better with Kyle Hamilton playing near the line of scrimmage. And I think it's not – I think the team is better if he's up on, in the slot or playing it physically near the line which would mean you're definitely going to want another safety back there with Marcus Williams, who we think is going to come back healthy. So I think Stone is probably going to price his way out of here, but I expect some kind of either a veteran stopgap or a day two draft pick who might come in and suddenly be back there with him. Bo Smoka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer with us here on GCR. Bo, um, you know, obviously some of the story of Friday was rehashing what happened in the AFC Championship game, and that's fine. It, it oddly turned into the story over the weekend, and, and actually into the, earlier this week, where it appeared as though the Ravens were prepared to hire Jerry Rossberg in this game management coach type of role, and I, I, I got to be honest, I, I saw pushback from Ravens fans about it, Bo, and I thought to myself, what, what in the world? Like, I... This is a good idea for any team, anywhere, any coach, any circumstance to have one more set of eyes during the course of a game day that's a little bit separated from the emotions of being on field during the course of a game. That I, I can't imagine someone thinking this is a negative thing. And then bizarrely, within 24 hours, it goes away. So I, I guess what do you make of all of it? Every layer of, was this about Jerry Rossberg? Do you feel like this just means they're going to try to find someone else for this role? Like, what do you make of sort of the bizarre nature of how this week has played out? Yeah, I don't know. And I have to, I didn't dig into that a whole lot. I'm a huge Jerry Rossford fan. So I was excited about him coming back. He was here. He was on campus in the facility. Probably he was here during training camp. He was probably on, on the practice field at least three or four times during the season, just visiting and just, you know, but when he visits, he's out there for practice because that's what he does. Um, so, and I would think if he was here, he would have had one eye on special teams, which is what he knows best. Uh, so it, it seemed like it made sense. I, and I don't know why it went away. Um, I had no issue with him coming back. I thought it would be a good move just because I love Jerry Rosberg. And he's a good guy. Um, and it probably would help to have another set of eyes. I don't know why it suddenly went away. That The whole thing was kind of strange. I, I am. I, could you believe that there was like negativity towards it? Like, what did you make of that? It was so weird, Bo. Like, this is, this is. I I don't know why any team would be opposed to having 
a, a little bit of help, you know, whatever, with, no matter what happened in an AFC championship game. Like if I, if yeah, and, and he basically had that role at Denver at first, and then he ultimately took over as the interim coach right. in the, the last few games that one year. And, and to talk to people in Denver, he was highly regarded in Denver. People really liked him. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know, but um, I've, I'm a big fan of his, and it was it was a strange little twist coming in right as it did. Uh, Bo, the you know as we continue to look towards the off season and what's going to be next, I feel like one of the big conversations is the future of Ronnie Stanley here in Baltimore, and it's it's not easy, right? Because even when you say that there are savings that could be had. With Ronnie Stanley, you have to acknowledge, but potentially with a lot of dead cap space still being eaten up, and and you could mitigate some of that by going with the post June first, you know, cut. But then that money's not available when free agency opens. It's a complicated conversation. And by the way, you're talking about left tackle, and for the most part, we have to acknowledge that as frustrating as it's been for the Ravens with Ronnie Stanley being hurt, being healthy. When he's been on the field, typically they've been better than when he's not been on the field. So what's your gut tell you about what this looks like moving forward for Ronnie Stanley? My gut tells me that he's back there next year and he's they're hoping he'll be healthy and can be the Ronnie Stanley, if not of the Ronnie Stanley of his first year, at least, as you mentioned, the Ronnie Stanley that he looks like when he's healthy. It just hasn't been there that much lately. I just look at, I mean, you're talking a whole lot of dead cap money in, in if, if there's a cut made and, and this is not a team. Again, to hear DeCosta with the, with the Lamar Jackson contract, the money situation's tricky, and I just don't see them wanting to embrace taking on a big pile of dead money over this. I think they have to, I believe, they will stick it out with Stanley for at least another year and see if he can live up to the deal, at least to some extent of it. I mean, I know... I'm sure they're disappointed with how it's progressed since his injury. You couldn't have predicted it, and then he gets hurt literally the day after he signed his big, huge deal. Um, but I just look at the t- pile of dead money. I think it's $17 million or something yeah. at, at first. And I, I just think that's cost prohibitive for what they want to do. I just, think you, I just don't think you can put that amount of money aside and say, yeah, we, we don't need that. We'll just let it go. I, I, I don't see it happening that way. And I th- certainly think they at least approach him about whether or not they can, you know, do a haircut type of s- scenario and try to get the, the cap figure closer to the dead cap number. But, I, again, if you're Ronnie Stanley, I don't know, you might say to yourself, I'm still a left tackle in the NFL. Like, I've, I'm still a guy that's had a, a lot of accomplishments. I think that I'd be quite fine if I were to go on the open market. So, no, I'm not doing that. And so I think that's the difficulty with uh, having that conversation. And then what about at running back, Bo? Like, give me a thought from about I, – I think that's the fascinating part because right now you have Justice Hill and you have Keaton Mitchell coming off a significant injury coming back. And that's, like, it. What do you think this looks like for the Ravens as far as running back is concerned? What might their priorities be this offseason, knowing they probably don't want to spend a ton of money there and, and go after any of these marquee, you know, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs type? I we we've talked about it before, Glenn. I mean, the running back market is just so fascinating, and I don't I don't know I don't know what a guy like Gus Edwards will even command on the open market. J.K. Dobbins is a tricky one because he's been hurt all the time, and what what kind of you know he's probably gonna have to take a one year prove it deal somewhere. And with everything that's happened here, he made 
I don't know if they would ask him to come back for a year. He may say, I'm going to go try somewhere else. It's just not worked out here like I had hoped. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think Gus Edwards is a possibility to come back. I think Gus Edwards probably would like the opportunity to check the open market, but I think all these running backs for the most part are disappointed by what they find out there. It's just a fact of it. I, yeah. The, the, the Ravens will end up having four or five or maybe even six running backs in camp. They, they, they will. I don't know where they'll come from. I don't know what they'll pay for them. The, the, the problem with running backs is guys like Keaton Mitchell are out there and they come in as an undrafted rookie and they shine and, and then you say, well, wait a minute, why are we paying for the running back position? And I think I, Gus Edwards is a guy that is in some ways so perfect for this offense, right. for what they want to do. When, when they give him the so ball, I think though. He's a guy, what's that? <laughs> when they give him when the he, ball. Yeah, when oh, they choose oh, to oh. run the ball. When they yeah. choose to run the ball, right. That, in those times when they run yeah. the ball. So he's a guy I think they might look for and say, hey, you know, what, what can we do here? But and and that might be a thing where he he does choose to come back. But I think all these running backs are are in a tough spot because the market is just not being friendly to them. All right, last one for you: the Odell Beckham question. Like I I I, I thought I get it. If you measured his production to his salary, it would be easy to say the Ravens didn't get. What they, but I thought they got exactly what they were supposed to get out of Odell Beckham this season, and and it proved that it was worth making that move. But I get it. Again, with Lamar Jackson's cap number going up, it becomes more difficult. What's your gut tell you? Although, I mean, maybe Odell, he certainly said all the right things. Maybe he really liked being here. What's your gut tell you about Odell Beckham's future in Baltimore? Uh, my gut tells me he will not be back. But, uh, again, I, you're right. I mean, he did say love being here, love playing with Jackson. And to your point, I think they did get what they what they wanted to out of him. I mean, for $15 million, you think you'd like to get more than 500 yards or whatever. But, again, I think part of that cost went into recruiting Lamar Jackson, which had not happened yet. I mean, I think that was part of the cost of doing business, was you bring Odell Beckham in and that maybe makes moves the needle on Lamar Jackson contract getting sorted out. So I think there was something to that. Um, but I think if I had to bet, I think Odell Beckham will not be back. I think he – he has said he still thinks he can play. He still has a lot left. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are going to be giving him that kind of money again, and maybe someone will. But I, if I had to bet, I would say he will not be back. All right. He is Bo Smolka. It's at Smolka on Twitter. That's how you follow him. Of course, PressBoxOnline.com is where you see all of his stuff. And there will be plenty more you know, personnel, coaching additions, plenty of stuff to pontificate about. But we will be in touch as news warrants. Always appreciate taking the time for us. Thanks so much for hopping on this morning. All right, Glenn. Take care. It's Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer, with us here on GCR. And this guy is here. You know him. He's Drew. What's, sometimes he comes in here. He's ranting and raving like a lunatic. Oh, wow. He's got prepared shtick. I don't know what he – oh, are, is this because of your Terps? Is that what this is? Got to fire the coach. Oh, we're already doing that? I mean, you got to let him go. Let him go? I'll sound like Pete from downtown. Yeah, you do. You, you, you're not winning anything with this guy. <laughs> bring back. Bring, bring back Turgeon. Bring back Turgeon. Jeez. Is that what you're going to do? How are you handling this? Not well. No. Did we you lost bet, the Rutgers. Did you bet on the game last night? Is no. That? Okay. I, did. I learned my lesson a couple oh, weeks I don't ago. Know what I was Hostra Delaware finished me off. Oh yeah, financially and and okay. emotionally. Okay. 
<laughs> You're tapped out now. You're no we, longer going to go down that I'm road. I'm not betting anymore. Any of you people bet on sports, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> After I watched that fiasco at the end of the Hofstra Delaware game. <laughs> I got a tip for you about that. Where I that clown couldn't make a foul shot. Um, yeah, it's just very sad. <laughs> By the way, I got a new. He's really dejected. I got a new entry Actually, for um, uh, this is what's wrong with our country. Oh, don't save it. I've got pl- I, I, I I prepared stuff. I, I, well, I, I have a new entry. It just hit me. There was something that we forgot last week. Because we're a five minute long segment. We, today. we got all caught up about. <laughs> well, let's the just get started with Warriors. it now. No, it's, would you stop? What's wrong with this country is we can't beat Rutgers in basketball. <laughs> something, to be, something to be said for that. You're going to be all right, man. I'm worried. We about don't have you. any basketball players. I mean, I know people. I, I wrote this this morning through his morning dish. This is the. Uh, it happened last night. It actually happened on two fronts. For the first time last night, I saw people. By the way, not, not nut jobs. Mm hmm. Respected people say eh, these might not be the right coaches for Maryland and the Caps. Uh, one of the bit. Well, I don't. I don't God bless you about the Caps. Well, I'm just saying this is a guy that's 45 um, games into his tenure, and people are saying eh, Carberry might not be the right guy. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't. Add and it people similar. are saying that about Willard. So it's funny because actually one of the biggest Maryland homers there is. He wrote it. I. I he said it. Correct. And he is correct. a homer. I, I mean, I I, I mean, like out the door, crazy Homer. Are you talking about uh, yes. this yes. guy? Yes, yep, that guy. I mean, Maryland is could lose seventy-one to ten in football, and he'd say, "I tell you though, the drive yep. where we scored the ten, right? Yeah, really looked or impressive. The, the yep. seven. Whoop. That if that we did guy, that more often, that guy was getting that. He makes you look like amateur night right. from the old days. Again, <laughs> you're the Homer now. <laughs> like you keep trying to. Do reverse history. I know. You're the home. But he said it last night. I saw it. I couldn't believe it. And there was someone else. Because he wanted to fight with anyone who ever said anything negative about Mark Turgeon. If you said something negative about Mark Turgeon, that guy was ready to fight your own. There were other people last night who said the same thing. Oh, 100%. Well, what I said this morning is the moment moment last night, because everything about this season, ah, we really need to take a break. I tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in. We'll talk about this. Lost to Rutgers. Uh, But it wasn't the result. There was something that happened during the course of the game. There was a moment during the game that made me realize just how bad it is. Okay. Tell you about it when we come back in. Well, wait a minute. Nope. Stop it. Drew Forrester is here. Griffin, what's going on at the Green Turtle today? Uh, Green Turtle, tomorrow they are offering you free $10 bets at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. So get out there. You can bet on whatever you like. Towson plays tomorrow. They got a big one against Delaware. Um, If if that will wet your whistle, maybe. Experience the... Experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Get your free bet That's gonna and enjoy some food and maybe some college basketball tomorrow night. It's going to wet Green your Turtle. whistle. Yeah, that's, what's wrong with that? that that's, all right, we'll talk about it another time. We'll talk, Drew's here. It's what, it's what you think it was going to be. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the 
best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Contrary to what some people believe, I actually like this guy when he sleeps. Glenn Clark, talking sports. All right, back in here on GCR. That was the voice of Drew Forrester who's here with us this morning. Oh, I didn't hear that. Can you play that again? <laughs> no, nope, we sure can't. No, can you? Hey, do you think you know you high you know high school basketball? Go to CountySportsZone.com where you can pick the winners and earn points to see where you stand on the leaderboard. Only at CountySportsZone.com, presented by your local Toyota dealers. So I said this earlier in the show, Drew. The moment last night when they they put this run together late after they fell behind by nine. Yeah, they were within a point, right? Deshaun Harris Smith is wide open for a three. I don't even want to. Okay, wide open. And he is so rattled and incapable of the moment that he refuses to take the shot. And then Jamie Kaiser throws the ball away. And it's the realization that that, that both of them stink. Correct. And that these were the I, two. I don't understand how. I, I hate to do this. Like, I just had two Coward Hall players of mine uh, uh, have a college ceremony today. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful kids. Uh, they're both going to one's going to uh, Ryan Henneman going to Salisbury, Sam Teljohan going to McDaniel. They're both going to be outstanding college. So they golfers. weren't they weren't good enough to get to Stevenson, as well. <laughs> right? But uh, outstanding college players. They're both going to be very good in college. Um, so I I I get nervous when we talk about these college kids. But you, then you remind yourself they're all getting forty grand to play basketball or whatever, and then you say, yeah, you're not really a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Both of those kids are terrible. And the problem is... Yeah, the problem is the coach brought them there. You picked them. Right. You, can't, you can't get out of this. If you want to say, well, it turns out they were the wrong kids, well, you picked them. There's all... It's the, kind of funny. There's no other sport... I, I got to think this through, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. There's no other sport where the coach picks the players with the degree of conviction that college coaches do. 
college coaches pick the players. It's an interesting. John, John right. doesn't pick all the players. Right. John doesn't. I, I'm not saying this. So when I, I'm not saying I know this. Eric might have come to John and said, "We're signing Odell Beckham. Speak now, forever hold your peace. You, you have something to say about it? Mm-hmm. We're going to sign him. We made a deal. We've got the money right. Do if you're adamant doing handstands that you don't want him, tell me. But we're we're getting him. No, there's no athletic director anywhere who says to a college coach, "You're signing that kid." Yep. It's, well, so they, it's, they, it's well, weird. They, they, they might every now and then be like, a, hey, this guy's dead, gives us a lot of money. Can you put him on the bench? Like uh, Something like enough, that might but, come, but not not like enough. this. Right. right. Correct. But that these college coaches go handpick these kids, and it's it certainly is a much tougher um, – I'll probably tell you this. I'm going to tell you a story off the air. I, I don't want to tell it on the air. Cause, well, I guess I could maybe. I don't want to incriminate anyone. It's totally legal. I don't want to incriminate anyone. I'm really, but there, I'm really confused. No, about where this I, is about I know. To go. I'm very nervous about it. Yeah. There was a, there was a college coach that I recently overheard, directly overheard, say, "We start all of the guys on the team at eighty thousand." Okay. And he said it with me sitting right there with no real idea who I was, meaning I could have been anyone. Mm -hmm. And he said it like you and I are sitting here talking right now. We start all of the guys that make the team at 80,000. Must be nice. Must be nice. So I bring that up to say the landscape of this whole college thing has changed unbelievably. And I'm not defending Willard when I say this, but in some ways I am. It's so out of control. But but that's no different anywhere else. No, no, no. Like I'm that, just saying it's yeah. so out of control that it's now almost, I don't want to say luck, but it, it everything has got to be put in place exactly right for you. Um, and, and there's so much fragility in, in this whole effort. To get kids, it's all it's all well and good, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. They're they're all a step away so, from leaving. Someone's winning, like th- this is not well, a primarily. It's the same schools that always win, prim- for the most prim- part. Primarily, it, it is. It is. I, I, it, but that's that's no different, and, than, and it is because they were always a step ahead and, of the game. Maybe, maybe they were always a step ahead. That might be part of the case. I'm not going to disagree with that, right? But it's Maryland won one of those two. Like it's it's not like Maryland has always been on the outside looking in. There was a time. No, where, but the times have really changed in the last three years. Right. Really changed. I don't. I mean, Maryland has someone now, and you and I both know who this is. Maryland has someone now employed to get kids money. Yes. That, by it, the way, it, it, let's make this abundantly clear. We're not even going to have to dance around it. Within five years, and especially with the Dartmouth ruling, if it stays, they're just going to be employed. If the Correct. Dartmouth ruling stays, we're not going to have to, to right. play around with this it's any just, longer. You, like, right. you'll be, a, not you'll to be, be a professional college player. Correct. Yeah. That's the way it's going to go. And by the way, they might not all, you know, I don't Let's know. Let's get ta- back to beating up Kevin Willard. That, everything you said is true, but yet some coaches have figured out ways to make it work and still win basketball games. And you decided that these were the two guys. You decided the that one, these were the ones. The one is, and it's a step beyond the one just play a It's not just that these are the guys you picked. It's that now 
the thing that we're feeling, if you care about Maryland basketball, you is... You don't have anywhere else to go. Well, are you capable of developing anyone? Well, you don't have anywhere else to go. You, Who else you getting? It's one... Well, that... I mean, there's some of that. But <laughs> I, I would say it's one thing if one guy doesn't work. That you have two guys, neither of whom have taken even the smallest step forward. Right. Can you ever? Are you? Yeah, you say what you will about Reese, and he still has a lot of flaws, and by no means do I think he's a lock to ever play in the NBA. I, th- I think he's going to have a chance to play in the NBA. Um, nah. say, say, uh, a chance. Nah. But say nah. what you will about him, he has improved. He just has so many flaws in his game, and I'm – I'm wondering and asking, like, who's responsible for for making him better? Who is it? Who who there is making him better? Who is he, he's a foul waiting to happen on 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 every single possession? He could get a foul. Like somewhere, there's something wrong. And I know where I know everybody in town is hell bent on talking about coaching in the championship game. Didn't run the ball. Didn't do this. Didn't do that. I get it. There, there is no sport, in my opinion, no sport that impacts players from a coaching standpoint the way basketball does. Basketball coaches directly impact the improvement of the player and the flow and the fluidity of the game better or more than any other coach, in my opinion. I, I think baseball managers also have that in-game influence. And football clearly does. But football is much more about the work you do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, And sure, Friday. Sure. Way more. The, when the game well, happens it, on Sunday, it, it, the, it's a game of two halves. The, and the natural skill of your quarterback. Like, I... I do We're think, not even talking about that. But I mean, I the quarterback decides the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Like I think in football, no doubt. But you, but you spend, and you know this because I, I think you did. If not, it was only because you weren't there. We, I remember, I remember, like it was yesterday, mm-hmm. sitting in Rex Ryan's office, mm-hmm. and Rex Ryan saying with a bunch of f words in there, and frankly, some things that would have gotten him in trouble, saying there is no way Michael Vick's beating us this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you why. Mm-hmm. And Rex Ryan put it up on the screen right in front of us in Owens Mills and said, here's what we're doing with Michael Vick. Watch what Bart Scott does. Watch this. Watch Adelius Thomas. Watch this linebacker. Here's what we're doing Sunday. But Rex Ryan, the game would, had already been won because he, he knew how to defend that kid. But that's what they spent their whole week on. Was Michael Vick so, right? Like your, to your point, if the other team's quarterback and we have one now, if the other team's quarterback is so, no one cares about nobody game plans for Desmond Ritter. Correct. Who cares for Sam Darnold? But they, well, but, they do. But you don't have to. Is the point? Like they still do. Uh, they go through like, the mechanics yes, of it because they have correct. to be respectful. Because if they're not respectful, their defense goes. Well, if you're not worried about that kid, yeah, why am not, I worried right, about exactly it? right? So they do. They do, and this is yeah. why college basketball coaches, after a game where they won ninety-one to fifty-four, the first thing the college basketball coach yeah, says is, over there. "Tell yeah. you what, it's a good. We team. just beat a hell of a team. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna we're, win some games this year. They're gonna be a problem in their league. We're like, pretty we're pretty impressed with them. Yep. Uh, Clark does a hell of a job coaching. Hundred percent. That guy and, can coach. And then they and then they get in their car and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, Merrimack's so that stink. bad? They stink, <laughs> right? Right. So you, so much of this coaching thing, and to get back to Willard, like." 
are you, and this is really it, are you making, we, you and I used to talk about this all the time with Mike Jones, did Gary make that kid better? Did he make him better? Like Mike Jones came here as a consensus McDonald's All-American. Yep. Did Gary make him better? Or did Mike Jones leave College Park and go, I should have gone to play for Coach But, but there can always be an argument for one, right? Like you could say that Gary Williams said, I, I did everything in my power. Mike Jones refused to play defense. I can't. What what am I supposed to do at that point? For for but one did he kid, make him better? I think he did. I I, I, I think uh, he did. Now again, did he make him into the the all American college player? Right, obviously not. No, no. But I, I don't know. It, it's there are eighty and examples. Also this other thing too, and I'm not saying you don't understand. I I, I see it because I'm in the mix of mm-hmm. high school sports. The 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 high school coach. Forget the college coach. The high school coach has has to fight and scratch and bite for every piece of respect they can get in basketball particularly. Sure. Because they're being told at age 13, Clark doesn't know what he's talking about. I came to that game. Yep. I saw you guys lose 57 to 52 yep. to Pilates. Yep. He needs to be you're, doing your this. Coach, right. Dude, that Clark kid, he yep. had no idea what he's doing. Yep. You're, you're, those kids are being told that mm-hmm. when they go on Saturdays to their gym. Exactly. Or when they play a, AAU, it, whatever it, they're doing. It's, it's really, really hard. But, but, but let me come back. Let's try to focus this for a second. Because the Willard problem is, to your point, Gary Williams, even if we say Mike Jones didn't develop, even if we – did that. He was still a productive player. Fair, but there were also 80 other players that you would point to as examples of guys who did develop. Like, the one right. that didn't was outweighed by the hundred that Okay, did. fair enough. Right. Like, um, if, it'd be one the, thing. What was the one white kid that the the left-handed boy that came up for, that was from Maine? I mean, Nick Caner medley Met, yeah. yeah, right? Like, there were so many examples of players who did develop that you could live, le- live with it when there was one that didn't. Sure. The problem for Kevin Willard is Name anyone who's gotten better. Name anyone. Name somebody who's been better. I, I didn't. Th- well, okay. I didn't think Jameer Young would be this good, but but even he has flaws. I, he has flaws, but I would say I didn't think he the was people be that watched him at Charlotte would tell you this was a thousand point scorer. He just happened to be doing it at a lower level. Okay, like that's all. Okay, this was not a scrub. But you showed up here. This was not a like. This was a really good player, and the disappointing part for Maryland may be that they can't get more. That the answer might be for Kevin Willard. He's just got to get everybody out of the portal. That's the way that it goes. But that's what Mark Turgeon tried doing late in his career, and he got run off. Right? Like that's not an acceptable way of recruiting. You have to go get freshmen. You have to go get high school players and have them. Who's the guy that without having already been in college? I don't think that Julian Reese is any better. We know Dante Scott's not I think not there's going to be a significant push in, in the next five or ten years, and I don't know the legalities of this, so I, I could be way off. I think there's going to be a significant push from the coaches to say the, the kids have got to stay here for at least two years. Well, they, I, if, if this – And they we're, have we're to. We're all over the place. I, I can't I can't continue but a they, conversation. But they have to. <laughs> like, well, there's going to be con- – if this Dartmouth thing stays – and they are college athletes are ruled employees and they unionize, then the next thing is going to be contracts. And to your point, the coaches are going to say, we like that, with the flip side being they can't just run a guy off anymore, which you don't see much in basketball, but you see a lot more in football. football right. In football, you constantly see guys that are hitting the transfer portal 
And everybody says, yeah, that's, that's no big deal. We don't, <laughs> that guy can go. And that's because the coach felt that way. Right. The coach said, you can go. So it'll be a bigger problem for football to have to give out contracts because then you won't just be able to tell a guy it's time to go. You're still going to have to honor his contract despite the fact that if, if he wants, it's going to be a more awkward conversation at that point. But the, the contract thing will come at some point if the Dartmouth thing holds right. and if they go that way. But it's a different conversation than the Kevin Willard problem. Are we firing him or is, not? No, no, you can't fire him. He's got a seven-year contract. I know. That's the problem. You can't fire him. But the, the as Demote I said him. last night, the grace is gone. Demote him. Hey, Kev. Yeah, right. We got news it's, for you. Yeah, we're going to stick to your around. That's yeah. the title of associate yeah, to right. the assistant head coach. Like we're gonna, the, the grace is gone, and that's the bigger problem for right. – Like, now you need a miracle. Now you need – A miracle despite, for what? For this to turn around? Turn around this year, next year, no, two this years? No, this year's done. Stop. There's right. nothing to happen this year. Right. I mean moving forward. Right. There's no juice. Right. There's no money coming in. For for a minute, the alumni, the fan base was willing to say, there's a new coach. Let's try to get behind him. Right. Let's see what he can do. And then he goes and reaches the NCAA tournament in year one, and there's excitement, and there's a feeling that something is happening, and we can get behind it. Now when he goes this year and says, well, we need to try to get this kid, and we're going to need – $300,000 more, he's going to turn around and find a bunch of people that say, dude, we, you want us to give you? What did we get right. for our money on, on, lost the Rutgers. on the last guy? You lost the Rutgers, right. Now it's going to take a miracle. Right. Now it's going, for Kevin Willard to get things turned around moving forward, it's going to require, like I have, I, at this point, I think there's no chance this kid Derek Queen is going to come to Maryland. I don't know why the hell he would. Um, if he just loved being at home so much, he probably would have committed by now. I, the fact that he hasn't suggests... He doesn't love being at home that much. And what is there to love about being a basketball player at Maryland at the moment? So it's going to take three guys in the portal that all hit? Like, yeah, it's going to take something absurd right. for this to get turned around moving forward at Maryland. It's bleak. It, that's the, 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 the story was these freshmen. If these freshmen came in and were players – and contributed, then this team was going to have a chance not to do something. They weren't going to make a Final Four run. Yeah, but they could make the tournament and they win They could a make the games. tournament. They could, you know, surprise somebody, be in the Sweet 16, and right. again, continue to show progress right. that could get interest. But this, like, the, the performance of these freshmen is, dude, there, there's nothing happening here. The one, I, I can't even keep saying this over and over, the it's, one yeah, is really bad. It's bad. It's very, very he bad. He stepped up in class, and he threw his shoe after the first furlong. Yeah, it's it's that bad they, it's just that they eased bad. him they eased him uh, halfway through the race yeah it's it's not good all right let's uh let's not talk about maryland basketball anymore. well it's just disappointing let's not do that I, it's so funny maryland was good for years drew had no interest none zero would make fun of everybody who wanted to talk now about watch every game now he's now obsessed. i'm wearing now i'm wearing the turtle he's head obsessed and they stink now i'm wearing the turtle the head funny. now i'm high-fiving it's scott van pelt i go down to the sidelines <laughs> like and, it makes no gary sense. gary what are you hey, doing? Hey, it's Drew. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, you'll see when you get old. Will I? You get very melancholy. Is that all those years of all those years I ignored Maryland? Now I feel bad. You feel bad about it. <laughs> they really deserved our. I don't know if you heard. They're the state school. Yeah. Oh, I. You heard. I heard. I don't know. Our, how. our number DC, one but. of today's show was brought to you by Superbook. Go to Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. I told you yesterday, cool thing they've got going on at Superbook is you do like your squares contest with your friends, 
Well, you can pick your own squares through Superbook. You don't have to get a random drawing, and then you find out you got like nine and one. Like I don't, I don't. Twenty-one nineteen. Here like, we come. Yeah, sure. Just I don't like your chances. But for any quarter, for any quarter, you can go right now and say I four want four and seven. I, exactly right. You can go back if you wanted to say. And they put odds in there. hundred. If you want the four now, you got You got to pick it by the team. So if you wanted like 49ers four, Chiefs oh, seven okay. for any quarter. So if you think the 49ers are going to be up fourteen, I think seven, they're going to win at at the end of any quarter. You can go bet 49ers for Chiefs 7 and get 8 to 1 odds on that right wow. now at Superbook. So, well, I don't gamble anymore. About seven, right, seven. You, but we, I'm, we learned but that I'm thinking about doing this. You want 7-7, seven, seven, yeah. Griffin. Uh, that one probably is going to be 2 to 1. 4 to 1. Four That's to pretty one. good odds for 7-7. Yeah. 0-7. Seven, 0-7 seven. Zero, seven. Zero, seven, which way? It doesn't matter. All uh, right. Zero, Are there 40, different odds for 49ers 0 Chiefs 7 is plus 325. So, Okay. You know? I think San Francisco's winning, by the way. I just do. I just feel like they're winning. I disagree. I haven't, I haven't really thought about this. 27-23. So, I'm so tapped out on. I know. 27-23. I just, I just don't care. Obviously, I'm going to watch, but like, I just don't care. Um, Who's the halftime act? Usher. Oh, never mind. She's so. Couldn't we get somebody more modern? <laughs> like who? Like Taylor Swift? I uh, yeah, Drew's obsessed with sure. Swift. So. I mean, I don't care. With Tracy Chapman. Right. That is. She's the biggest star on the planet right now. Um, and I don't do, I don't know. I really don't know how. Like, there's a part of, of me that says. No, no one no, knows. No, but I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I, there's a part of me that says I'm done betting against the Chiefs for this year. Like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, that would be I've, wise. I've done it for the last. It's like betting against Tom Brady. Uh, what am I doing? I literally did it in every playoff game. Now, if I had known the weather in the first one, remember I was on a boat. So if I had right. known the weather oh, right, for right. the first one, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have bet the Chiefs. Of course, I said that. I you said it before have bet the, the game. Dolphins, you mean. Yeah, that's what I meant. I would have bet the Chiefs. I said that before the game started. I, I messaged whoever it was and said, if I hadn't been on a boat where I didn't know what the weather was going to be, if somebody adult showed me a weather weather report, there's zero chance I would have bet on the Dolphins. But all three games, I bet against the Chiefs. All three games. I don't think I'm doing it again. I don't think. But I'm going down. I'm not going down that way. Was so. Chick, speaking of weather report, was Chick Korea in weather report? Was Chick Korea in weather report? Did you ever uh, see I, Chick Korea do uh, times like these with the Foo Fighters? No, but he's it's one of the greatest I, things. I got it's a, one of the greatest things. One I've of ever my seen favorite my albums of all time is an album by Chick Korea and Flora Purine. Um, I'd have to look up the title of it. But anyway, was not, Chick I'm Korea in weather report? I don't think so. All right, let's get back to the. Let's get back to. Well, I don't I'm know what we're doing saying, here. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code. He's still alive. Clark twenty three. No, he passed. He did. Yeah, and it's, as game. did, as <laughs> did finally Carl Weathers, as did Carl Weathers. So of course was how the game uh, started. Return to Forever was the name of uh, the. Um, the game started years they ago. They were a band, so that's what I meant. I, I got thought. confused. Just hold on. Because this is important. No, it's I, I was not. thinking Weather Report, but it was Return to Forever was the name of the band. Thank you. That Chuck Chick Corea was in. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> what do you? What else do you have prepared for today? What else do you? Have? I'll come to your house and chew gum. Light as a feather was the best song on that album. Good to know. Good hit to know. the hit the. That's what's wrong with this country. Uh, not. Uh, we're getting close. Well, you and I have not talked about Cor- Corbin Burns. Mm. Okay. Do you have anything that you haven't already said that you have any more interest in saying, or do you want to go ahead and hit the... Um, He did die. You're right in Tampa. 
Um, not Corbin Burns, uh, Chick Corea. Um, what's his first name? Charles. God. Um, pull up Chick Corea doing times like times like these with the Foo Fighters. It was amazing. It was amazing. See, now you're doing it. Now. My favorite thing. What's his first name? Charles. <laughs> you anything you want to say about Corbin Burns that you haven't already said? Armando. I, Armando Anthony Chick Corea. All right, you know what? Hit the All open. Right, so anyway, <laughs> Corbin Burns. Um, I mean, he, you have to think. It this, this is, almost feels. It almost feels too easy. It, it, oh. Honestly, oh, this is you're starting to feel it, like the thing I, with the Ravens. Yes, <laughs> right. This is a 127 win team. Right. Like, what right. 30 games right. are we? So something's gonna happen. What to 35 go wrong. games yeah, are we it. losing? I get like, it. we're we're gonna beat everyone's brains in. Yeah, I'm not as convinced of that. Oh, I am. I I have. You I, don't think so? I have still two concerns that I don't think other people. What if their bus gets to the game on no, time? Like, what I, are you I talking st- about? I still have real bullpen concerns. Oh please, they won't real need bro- the bullpen. I don't think that all Lord. these guys are gonna throw seven innings every stuff. I think Burns will. Listen to you being. A I don't know Debbie about the downer. other guys. They're gonna beat the hell out of everybody. <laughs> it feels so weird. It does feel so weird. I, I mean, you can close your eyes now and say, welcome to T-Row Price Stadium for game one of the World Series. Well, we don't know if it's going to be T-Row Price Stadium because we don't know how that deal is going to shake out. You got to give Angela's credit. I got a real S-burger for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I gave T-Row Price the naming rights for eight hundred grand. <laughs> um, yeah, It just seems too easy. It seems like something's got to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? It's I, all aligned perfectly. I see, I don't think it's as aligned as perfectly as you do. I just don't. I, I think that this is, I think it was a no-brainer to trade for Corbin Burns. I do, I think, too. I, here's the only thing I would say about it. I, I will I, I will balance it out a little bit. He, he's definitely not re-signing here, right? Well, no. I, I, well, I shouldn't no, say He basically that. said that out I mean, I, would, I wouldn't say he's not going to re-sign. He's going to become a free agent, and... I think there's even a some likelihood or at least some potential he he's around until next July. And then the Orioles might have to part company with him. Not this July, the following July. Wait, say that again? He I, I think he's going to at some point you've got to consider him you gotta consider moving him. Burns? If things don't go right, well, you'd have to do that. This job. that's what I mean. Yeah, you, okay, you I'm like, you, what are we? No, you you yeah. you would have to think about. It. I don't think that's going to happen. But if they, he could be literally a four month guy. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if, if you gave if up it's two a, people, if for it's him. a disaster, sure, you gave up two people for him. If this team gets off to some sort of disastrous start that no right. one sees coming, see absolutely, because we're going to win 130 games. It's so confusing what you're trying to say. Um, no, I'm just saying you're. That we gave up two, we gave up two players, right? Who woulda, shoulda, coulda had a legitimate run here for a guy we're definitely only going to keep for one year, if that. Well, okay, Joey, and or, that is the gamble. Joey Ortiz, Ortiz was, was almost it. certainly I, I, never going to have a run totally here, get it. just because of the circumstances. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like again, the Burns trade was a no-brainer. The, the the following points, no, I don't think there's any chance in hell that Burns is signing here, and he kind of made that abundantly clear in the one interview that he did. Well, he would sign here if we gave him $350 million right. if they for wanted, 10 years. If they like, wanted to pay something you like know, extraordinary, right. and and we'll find out, right? And like That'll be the next test for David Rubenstein, but I... Right, Rubenstein. 
Stein. 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 We did figure out it was Stein, right? Well, I did. You Man. didn't. No, I did, and then I forgot, and then it's a whole thing. Well, yeah, so you didn't. Yeah. Well, I did first. Well, I had it right for days, and then you showed up. <laughs> I love you, it. You have an impact. It's Bruce Springsteen, by Is the way. Is it Steen? Are you sure? Yeah. You sure? Positive. Um, it's Gary Stein. Uh, appar- apparently, Dustin Hoffman once called him Bruce Springstreet. That's pretty funny. I, I, there's a there's a there's a clip of Robin Williams introducing Bruce Springsteen at the Grammys one year, and I love Robin Williams and I like Bruce Springsteen. He's so I, I, yeah, thank you. And so I watched the clip, and he says that apparently Dustin Hoffman would refer to him as Bruce Springstreet. Would just get it confused. I love it. And would just call him Springsteen. Well, I, I'm all for it. I think I, I you know, as long as DL Hall doesn't go there and go twenty and seven. Well, he might. By the way, this is we've seen this before, right. where a pitcher might develop somewhere else. But it's still, it, it was the move to make. Yeah, you had I'm, to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to go back six years from now and say it was the wrong move because of what happened with those guys. We get frustrated about Jake Arrieta, but every one of us, the day that the Orioles made that trade, who, who cares? said you had to do this. Right. It wasn't working with Jake Arrieta. You needed to try to get a piece that could help you at that moment. You, you were out of options with Arietta. There was nothing else that you could do at that point. No doubt. So I don't do the bit where you go back afterwards and say it was a bad trade to make. It didn't Who work. Did we get? Scott Feldman was oh, that deal, right? right? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Um, um, did we also Clevenger? Didn't we trade Strop with him? Strop, yeah. Strop also went to uh, to Chicago in that deal, one hundred percent. But I'm not going to do that. So what I would say though is it, it's exciting. And I'm all in on Corbin Burns. I got my tickets. But I'm not yet ready to tell you that I think that this is a World Series winning roster. Well, I am. I, I need to see that. You could put that Lamar meter up to 100. Right. We're going to do that now? The Burns meter or something? The Burns the meter. The Burns meter. 100. Um, I am. You're such a Debbie Downer. I'm excited about it. But even being excited about it, I guess to be practical about the roster at hand. They've. The thing that's just, two things to me have to happen. You've such a contrarian. You are you are so confident in Craig Kimbrell being. By the way, if this team no, had Felix, if I'm, this I'm, team had Felix Batista, I would feel differently. I, about I am it. not all that enthused about Craig Kimbrell. That, I will say so. That. The the Tyler Wells will be the closer. Uh, maybe, maybe Hope. by some point. I, I think everybody's made this this confident. Tyler Wells is definitely in the back end of the bullpen prediction. If everyone's that, healthy, that the team hasn't made yet. That the team still has to turn around and say, we definitely believe Dean Kramer is a better option to be our fifth starter than Tyler Wells is. And the numbers from last year would suggest he's not. But I get it. He was the one that held up the course of the season. And in moments, Dean Kramer has proven to be a good option. I'm not a Kramer guy with the man bun. No, that's the reason. That's your, your Kramer problem is his hair. Well, do some research. Oh, I would love to know more. Do some research. I'm not saying a word because I'll get accused of being. uh, Just do some research about athletes with man buns. Okay, get on that. What what, what do you mean? This is like uh, this is like Stan's Stan's theory that uh, moms can't. uh, You can't succeed as a quarterback if your mom's attractive. Like stats of long haired (laughs) pitchers. I love that. We did that. We dove into it. I do love that. We dove into it. And I think there's something to that. There, there. It wasn't nothing, is what I would say. It wasn't nothing. Like the, the, I think there was there was there was a there was a little in, bit there. Come on in, uh, Billy. There Let was, me uh, yeah, chat with you about yeah, coming here to the University yeah, of Alabama. Yeah. Can, By can the way, see your mother, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> see a picture she... of your mom. All right. We're gonna put her in the meter real quick, and if it spits it out, she's an eight point four higher. Yeah, yeah, we sorry. can't take you. <laughs> so, good luck at Notre Dame. 
That's just the way that it's going to go. And we put it to the We're test. We're good. We're good. We, we, we took We're a good. look. We're good. She's a 6.4. Eh, there, there, was, there, was, there was a little bit there. I there love was it. a little bit there. Uh, well, and check the man bun thing. All right. We're going to. Other than Ibrahimovic. That'll, that'll be Griffin's next assignment. That so like, yeah, worked out pretty up, well for him, didn't it? Just huh? pull up long hair, like, so Syndergaard. Guys, just, guys just that wear man buns, specifically. And you're going to find a bunch of failures. We're going to get you on. We didn't have a great day guest booking wise, so that can be your assignment for Yeah, right, right, right. Is getting to the bottom of the man bun situation. You're destined to fail. Um, <laughs> I can't even continue. I'm just telling you. I'm concerned. Is I'm weird, concerned man. about the back end of the bullpen. All right, well, I'm not. And I am concerned that they still don't have enough home runs in their lineup. Oh, I'm yeah. still concerned. They don't about need a home runs. They're going to win nine to two every game. I, I hope you're right. I hope that's the case. But I'm I still do think they're going to get one more bat. Whether or not that's J.D. Martinez or Jorge, Jorge Soler, they're going to get another bat. Those are, think? those are both right-handers. Like it's that's the other difficult part, right? Like you did what you did in order to try to help your pitching, and that's all well and good, but it makes it more difficult. If if JD Martinez was a thirty-three home run hitter somewhere else, then one year older and 25. with that, right? Like I, I yeah, but that, have you ever seen what he did to us in Camden Yards? I understand. Hey JD, remember this place? I, I understand. You hit a home run here about every game. Fortunately, that was a different Camden. Who Yard was it from the Red Sox that also used to? Uh, oh, was um, Manny sure as hell did no. Freaking bets! Oh yeah, Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, my he god, murdered, he murdered them, didn't oh he? God, <laughs> now we were very them. good. Yeah, so it, it wasn't all that hard. Was, I get but it. But man, oh man, I get it. It, it was lo- crazy. It wasn't all that difficult. It was crazy. Murder the, murder the Orioles at that point. All right, uh, we'll do it. Go ahead, hit the open. All right, all right. I love this. We'll see. I haven't heard it yet. So it's pretty good. Is it? Is that? <laughs> Uh, there was supposed to be uh, Drew in there saying that didn't go well. Yeah, Griffin. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. That stinks. That stinks. I was really hell proud of a of day it. for our guy. I worked hell on I worked on that really hard at the end. Did you? Yeah. What do we? Not really. What do we have the show for? <laughs> that's that's really disappointing. I mean, it's a cool guitar riff. Don't Joe get me Perry? wrong. Yeah, I'm in on the guitar. No, riff. It's just some free. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm, oh. I'm not mad about the guitar riff. It works. But we need Darn. an open, not just a guitar. I do under, I, I yeah. understand. I understand yeah. the miss there. Yeah. He's a rookie. Big miss. He's still learning. Eh, he's a couple years in now. <laughs> yeah, but we got a stock team. Man, you know what? what you heck? might have to talk to the coach about the development. We got a stock. You might have to. You might have to have a conversation about the head coach about the <laughs> development issue. There. All right. All right. I have well, three things that okay. I prepared for. That's what's wrong with our country. That's what's wrong with this country. Is brought to you this week. We already have a sponsor. By Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, which is not what's wrong with this country. Griffin, what's happening at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland? What's wrong with this country Uh, is Hofstra and Delaware. The place to be this weekend for the big game, sports and social at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. It features an on-site FanDuel location, and it is your ultimate spot to watch the big game on their massive 100-foot media wall. So order up your favorite game day bites and take a sip from the signature crushes and extensive beer selection all just steps away from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Watch, wager, and win at Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondack Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let me tell you something real quick. Totally, um, no, I'm not getting well, – I don't get any money. I don't get any money for this. That food there oh, is really, really Absolutely. good. Outstanding. All right, first thing that I have for you that's wrong with this country, and oh. I, I know is a fact that you agree, and we just forgot to bring it up last week because we had other things going on. The first thing that's wrong with this country. Oh. These oh. 
effing oh. snowflakes. Oh, the horns? In Texas. Oh, oh my gosh. These oh. precious oh. butterflies. Oh, my God. You, you want to secede? You want to start a civil war? All right. By all means. Oh, my gosh. You can't handle it. You melt down over a hand gesture. Go ahead. Organize your militia. It's Holy F. It's unbelievable. How about what they did to the kids at BYU? It's a joke. <laughs> God. I, I got to imagine it's unreal. that the SEC, because apparently the Big 12 was so desperate to keep Texas around that they were willing to put up with this nonsense. They were like, all right, you, you precious little boys, you precious butterflies, we'll make sure. That guy, Rodney Terry, I thought I I thought he was a good coach. I I thought he deserved the who job. Who were they playing? Who were they playing when they had that first fracas? When he was yelling at everybody. Uh, UCF. 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 Right. And this is wrong of you. The guy's a joke. They, they, these players taunt. I, I said this about the NFL. These basketball players are the same way. They they taunt each other the entire game. The entire game, from the first whistle till the game ends, all they do is taunt one another. And you're mad about that? Correct. You're you're mad because you lost. That let's just call it like That's it is. It. And by the way, you you probably should be that you get paid to win. You lost. I get it. But you're mad because they did horns well, down. And you're almost trying to distract from it. Like you're trying to distract. Like I want to talk about something else. I don't want to talk about the fact that my team got my, their ass kicked. So I'm going to yell at some kids instead. Right. And then I'm going to go into a press conference and be like, you know what the real story is? The, you know these kids this don't disrespect. Res- this disrespect. No, chief. Uh, no, I'm with you. You're an embarrassment. I don't Everything know where Everything about this is an embarrassment. That thing that happened at BYU, where they made the kids that ju- oh, they they, they just said horns down take on the shirts t-shirts. Take- they made them take their t-shirts off. Get the entire f out of here. <laughs> no with doubt. This. this is as laughable no and doubt. as pathetic and as embarrassing as anything. I refuse to believe that the SEC will put up with this nonsense. I refuse to believe that the other schools in the SEC will go along with this snowflake S from, from Texas. It is amazing. Imagine. It is amazing. It's so embarrassing. It's so pathetic. Back in the old days, people used to jump on the old mill track before the football game and spray paint old mill sucks on the track. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I heard yeah, that's... Right. They, how would you know? I heard that's yeah, what they you did. Heard that was something that happened there. And then, ran, and then ran God. off. God. Could you imagine? It's unbelievable. And by the way, I'm all for there being reason with this. Like, if somebody shows up wearing a T-shirt of somebody, the middle finger thing, that, that, that you know, that Ravens T-shirt, and a school said, we're not doing that here. I get it. I would be okay with that, of you saying, hey, there are kids here. Like, they come to the games. I, I, I heard lots of things when I was a student in college. But I get it. The idea, I don't like it anymore. I'm out on that. I don't want to hear... You know, f you. I don't want to hear that type of stuff because I got kids and I didn't understand yeah, I mean, it. I, in fairness, the seventy thousand people chanting "bull s" at the AFC Championship game. My sixteen-year-old son has heard it. It, and I had other sixteen-year-old kids there because some of the Cowardall kids were at the game too. I get that. It still makes me cringe. Yeah, I mean that. I, I understand it. It's it still makes me crazy. It's not as bad as some other things, right. but I hear you. I hear you. Particularly on that. when seventy thousand people. Right. Are I, doing. I get it. I completely right. get it. I would just say this is nothing. It's awful. This is nothing, and this thing where like you people think that it's like disrespect. And you taunt one another the entire Correct. game. 
These people this in is Texas what I can't are acting out. like they're be having their flag spit on. Right. Get out of here. Dude, get... It, no doubt. It, it's I awful. Don't, I don't care about Texas at all, and it makes my blood boil. That this is that was first on my list. We should have covered it last week. Second on my list? It's awful. There is nothing to me that's more embarrassing, and we have seen a lot of them in the last couple of I love of how you're getting more hateful as you get older. These social media videos where an NFL team forces all of their employees to come out to the lobby and give a hero's welcome oh, Mike to their new Mike head McDonald coach. got this last who week. Is a con- it's not just Mike McDonald. Oh. Dave Canales got it. Dan Quinn. Got- gotcha. Th- these guys who have done nothing right. that are forced only for social media. It's just for the gram. Like, I- somehow you can win by having more people show up in your lobby to clap for a guy who's never done an effing thing. And there's a one in six chance won't be the head coach at the end of next season. Right. He'll be gone in two I years. I didn't go back to look, but I'm going to guess that Frank Reich got that whole hero's welcome when the Carolina Panthers brought him in because right. they wanted to show it on social media. He lasted for half a year. They accomplished nothing. I love it. You're so mad. I love nothing. It. But we all got it. This guy that works in IT that doesn't even like football is being told, you got to come out here. Right. You got to come out and stand in the lobby and pretend like this is a guy that went to the moon and is now coming back to Earth. That he went off and fought in war. He's done nothing. Yeah, did you serve an active duty or were you just a first aid guy? Right. <laughs> they are treating these. Right. Like, we need to give him a hero's welcome. Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> because it's going to look good on social media. We but, are but lost does, as a society. Okay, so now, go ahead now. I'm going to push you because I ahead. really love the fact that you're mad. Go ahead. Now, wh- how, does that, how does that segue into this is the problem with the country? This is the problem that we care about what something looks like on social media okay. versus what actually what the matters. reality is. Okay, I, I, there you go. I'll buy that. Somebody didn't, couldn't do their job. And by the way, you've been involved with stuff like this. That, that costs these people 45 minutes to an hour of their day. Sure. An well, hour's worth of production. Because he's not around. Right. They that, don't know yeah. exactly what time he's going to get there. He stopped They're to like, get something to eat real quick. 100%. Right. They want to make sure everybody's lined up in the right way so it looks right on the, on the video. All right. You're a little bit shorter, so we need you over here. An hour's worth of production from 80 different people for a video that no one will ever care about. Ever. Right. Well, the the whole the the whole thing And it bothers me. It's the statue thing too. It bothers me. It's just a football coach. They didn't do anything. They just got a job. Well, they, we, they're we, getting paid millions of dollars by the way for that job. They don't need this. Well, we've gone now. Uh, let me let me give you an example of something from my life, my life experience, and we're doing the same thing now. <clears throat> we, when we started with the blast, w- the, the, the biggest way that we got people to come out to the arena was we went into the community. Bingo! Bingo! We went into the community. Now, we would go out and we would go to schools and go to hospitals, and we would play volleyball against your PTA. We went out and did that. That that brought people to the arena, and that, that was awesome. Yep. Then 
Then we decided we would let kids play on the floor. Mm-hmm. That that was our next step. Correct. We let soccer playing kids come play on the arena floor. Same floor as the blast. Come on out at three o'clock. Buy twenty tickets. Your team can play on the floor. And what we did while we were doing that, what we eventually did, and it took a decade for this to happen, but what we did was we de-celebrated the players. We just, did. They're just one we, of us. Correct. Yep. We de-celebrated those guys. And they became they became touchable. Oh, J- Jason Dieter, he, he comes out to my under-eight soccer practice. And we we took the aura away yeah, from wanna, the field. I want to have a story. We took the aura yep. away from the field. We remember the first scene of Ted Patterson. The very I mean Ted Patterson. The Ted very Lasso, yes. Ted, the very first scene. The very also, first scene. Also dead, unfortunately. And he is. Love the, Ted. The very first scene of Ted Lasso was the two coaches going out on the field. Ah, right. And right. Nate mm-hmm. running and saying, "Get off the field!" Right. You you're not allowed to be on the field. Right. The field's for the the players. players yeah. We are doing that now with social media mm-hmm. as it relate and we all love this. We love to hear the jibber jabber on the sidelines. Odell saying to Lamar, "You got this dog." We we love all of that. But we're now we're getting and it, and it and it's not right now. Right now we're still foaming at the mouth over this. We're not that far away though from decelebrating these people. I'm telling you, we're not that far away it's from a, it. It's an interesting. We bring you yeah. in. We bring you in. But, but it's still hands off. It's still on social media. I would actually go the opposite way. They're not going out to the community. They're not going out and well, touching people. That's like that, totally true. You can only but, see them on camera. You can only. I, I this is. You started to go somewhere that I wanted to go. That coach on that first day, bring him around. Go take him to all of the employees. So in in we fairness, wanna, we want to introduce you. In fairness, what? John, Kevin Byrne did that with John Harbaugh. That's, that's we. I want to introduce you. This person, that John. Works in Wa- IT. You know who else did it? I can't believe I'm going to say this. The Orioles did it with Lee Mazzilli because sure I was did. there. Right, I remember. They yeah. brought Lee Mazzilli. Now Lee Mazzilli bitched and moaned about the right, drive right, in. Right, and I get it. I get the whole thing. But I'm saying, th- do that. Take take the coach to meet all of the employees. Find out what they all do. Say, hey, you know, this is a really special person here. This is Shelly. Shelly works in food services, and you're going to love Shelly. She's going to be your best friend. Go, go take the coach right. around. Well, instead, they're doing but the this, opposite. This thing where you force We're everybody to come out the coach. and right. pledge fealty, and this is the greatest human that's ever lived, and God, we are just so – and they're just a guy? Out of here with just that. Just showed the Mike McDonald video. If you Did you? Yeah. I have no beef. It's not about Mike McDonald specifically. They, the everybody concept, does, yes. Everyone yes. does it. All of the it's a oh, yeah. it's a social media thing now. You've got to show the moment that he arrives. Which, by the way, is definitely not the moment that that guy arrived. It's just some stage nonsense for social media. Oh sure, sure. It's laughable. It's embarrassing, and it's what's wrong with our country. Last one. Nobody knows what a yield sign means. We're we're hopeless as a society. No one knows what a yield sign means anymore. Well, no, we know. We know what a yield sign is. Mm. No, let me tell you. You'll go back to right, one you just of your don't key care, points. Right, right. It's I, up, we're the star of the show. I, I gotta, I gotta get in yep. there. I'm so glad I don't work as much as we used to on Cold Spring Lane because ev- that was the most dangerous one. That entrance to 83 from Cold Spring Lane, when you're coming from where I now come from, from at, at Loyola's Lacrosse Stadium, 
you have the right of way. The people that are coming from the other side, Hamden, where, where we did the old show, where the old studio was, they do not. They have a yield sign. Yield does not mean figure your spot in. See if you could slide in if there's a speed up. That's not what it means. Yield means they have the right of way. Right. You stop. But you people, I got to get where I'm getting. Yeah. I, I'm more important than you. Yeah. But it's, I know I brought it up with red lights, yield signs. It's a disaster. Everybody knows what a yield sign means on a highway. Everyone understands what a yield sign means once they're on the highway. But when you're not on a highway, you genuinely believe that a yield sign means merge. That's what you think it means. Because there are places where two lanes come together and the sign says merge. People really believe that that's what a yield sign means when you're not on a highway. You understand on a highway because those cars are going 70 miles an hour and you're not going 70 miles an hour yet. So you can't just merge. You have to make sure that you do this the appropriate way. It's the same thing when you're not on a highway. That's what's wrong with this country. What did you prepare for today? Well, I've, I, here's the, are, is Baltimore County the only current county with the plastic bag thing? No. Who, who else no. is doing well, that? Well, the city definitely does it. The city's doing there it. There are other counties that don't. I don't think and, Hartford uh, County does it. Uh, uh, right. There are some that right. aren't doing it, yes. for sure. Yes. And the principal reason behind it is what? The environment. Gotcha. And then you're now, and uh, no one does it, of course, but now you're dinging me for the bag. If you choose to, yes. We'll cut the trees down or we'll right. recycle that right. paper. But now you're going to charge me, and of course everybody just hits zero when it says how many store right. s- store bought right. bags. I just keep hitting zero. Oh, so just you're just openly admitting that you're stealing. I am not paying you Five for cents. a bag to <laughs> well, buy. That's, that's why I'll just carry my stuff out. I'm not paying for a bag. I under, I agree with that, and this we agree about. I'm not paying for a bag. I'm not, but I don't lie either. I don't use bags. Well, I'm not. I just bought all this stuff at your store. I'm not paying for a bag. Drew and I actually bought carpenter bags or contractor bags at Target. Oh, yeah, we had when to. We were, right. When we were well, that was where it donations. first kind of dawned yeah. on me when the girl yeah. goes, we don't, we don't really have any bags anymore. I'm like, where do I put my stuff Correct. in? So the next evolution of this segment be how do we fix these problems or we're just pointing out a... The way you fix it is you say to the store, this is a shame. And if you have to charge a, a four more cents for an ear of corn and for coffee, go ahead and just factor it in. You can't charge people well, for bags. For what it's worth, they should be saving money because they don't have to supply bags to everybody. But they don't seem to have passed those savings off to us in any capacity. Well, this is the next thing that's wrong, and I threw it yeah. away. You've made the Reese cup smaller. <laughs> and you're still charging, but you're still charging the same money. Well, that's I think that's called shrinkflation. You've done the, you've done the same. Called. You're doing yeah. the same thing. That exists and, everywhere. And again, I go back to this. This is what's wrong with this country. We do that. We're doing this right now as it relates to the to, to politics. We're trying to hoodwink everyone. Well, I mean, that's we're, that's who we are. We there's we, not, there's it's, our, it's our un- great our greatest export at this point is fraud. It's unbelievable. Yep. We're trying to hoodwink everybody. Yep. We are. We scheme. That's what we have. You, That's what we offer now as a society here. Reese cups are still ninety nine cents, but they're smaller. Correct. And here's the thing. I know it. So are your chicken wings. I know it. Yep. You're not. I would rather you say, be honest, which right. again is the opposite of what we've we've learned to do. Just say to me. Yeah. Be honest. The Reese's cups are smaller now. I, I love Eagle's Nest. Yes. Been there for 10 years. Right, we got to hurry up because we got to get a break and we got a guest coming. I love Eagle's Nest. They 
There used to be four quesadillas. Yep. They raised the price by a dollar. And now you get three. And now you get three. Yep, and I said to Gary, I love Gary. Gary, I know you think I'm a dummy. I notice it. Yep. There used to be four. Now there's three. Yep. Don't don't act like you didn't do it. Yep. Because I know you did. It's it's called shrinkflation. It's a very common thing. It's extraordinarily frustrating. The biggest part of what's wrong with our country is oh, trying to get, this, we're just trying we're to get duping. one over on. We're, yep. we're trying, everybody is trying to dupe someone. It's all a scheme. It's all a scheme. That's what this show has been. All right, that's what's wrong with this country. I don't know if it's that way in Canada. Um, it's a good question. I just I don't, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I feel like they have more all right, we gotta, sympathy we for, gotta take a for people. David Schoenfield from ESPN. We'll talk to him about Canada. the Orioles and whether they're the team to beat in the American League now with Corbin Well, Burns. I'm telling you they are. That's, thank you. That's next. Drew's, I guess, still here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Coming back in here with Glenn and the other guy, uh, uh, Garrett, whatever his name is. You know who they are. 
Back in here on GCR, Drew Forrester is here with us on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. If you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together on Monday to talk Orioles, talk baseball, and you can find that show, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. Stan, Ross, Luke, every Monday talking baseball in those locations, starting live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Did I, you know, um, I had no idea about this. Did you, um, let me get my headset on. Yeah, go ahead. Did you know Michael Stipe and Natalie Merchant were a thing? That's what, no, I don't think I knew that. By the way, because I always thought Gr- Michael- Griffin and I actually had lunch together a couple weeks, and um, uh, Wonder was playing at Glory, we were at Glory Days Grill. Everyone knows I love Glory Days. I wonder, you mean no. Kanye song? No, Wonder by Natalie Merchant. Oh, I oh, must oh, be oh, one oh. of right. the okay. wonders. God's own okay. create. Yeah. That song was playing, and I proceeded to give Griffin like a 20-minute lesson. <laughs> On the 10,000 About 10,000 Maniacs and Natalie Merchant. I thought Michael Merchant. was only, um, you know. What, oh, what, okay. No, I, I, all right, all right. I was shocked that he, he and Natalie Merchant had a relationship. That's what you tune into this program for, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we got for you. Just saying. Joining us now to talk a little bit about the Orioles and baseball. And uh, he was very high, as most of us were, on the Orioles' acquisition of Corbin Burns. Covers MLB for ESPN and ESPN.com. He's Mr. David Schoenfield, and he's back with us now here on GCR. David, it's uh, Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, as always. Thanks for taking the time for us. Hey, you bet, guys. I mean, I don't want to pull you away from the, uh, yeah, the music conversation here. But, you know, if you want to do a little... Well, it's what, it's what people that. care about today. We well, need to do... But, them. David, <laughs> did you know that? Did you know Michael Stipe and Natalie Merchant were a thing? I did not know that. See? Uh, maybe we didn't have social media back in the 80s, so maybe we weren't uh, such a, you know aware of those kinds of uh, things back then. I don't know. It's very difficult. <laughs> We could have named this. We could have named this segment. What's the frequency, David? Ah, we could have done that. That would have been all right. Let's get into this, David Schoenfeld. We're going to the World Series. Everything that that you said um, at ESPN.com and ESPN Plus, I I wholeheartedly agree with. And it's funny because the significance of Corbin Burns is overwhelming, but like the significance of the Orioles adding Corbin Burns is so much bigger than that. It's almost like Corbin Burns is the micro here, and the macro is what this means perhaps for the future of the Orioles. It's a real price to pay, but it's a real price that's 1,000% worth it, even acknowledging Corbin Burns is only going to be an Oriole for one season. Yeah, look, no doubt. I mean, there's a lot of, I call it groupthink, that goes on in baseball, and that is this word sustainability. And that's what a team like the Brewers, why they would make this kind of trade. They're trying to remain a consistent playoff contender and they're not going to re-sign Burns. So that's why they make this trade. But what I love is a team willing to roll the dice a little bit and trade for now. The goal is to try to win a World Series. And of course the Orioles they're in a great position. We know that. The the future is bright. There's a potential dynasty brewing here. So they absolutely had to make a trade like this, even if they had, they gave up a couple interesting young players. Um, I feel like the the you present this scenario where it now becomes measured in a one-year window. And the question that I've been posing is, is Corbin Burns enough? that as constituted today, the Orioles could be a World Series winner with this roster this season? 
Yeah, I, look, absolutely. You know, even if I probably didn't view them as a 101-win team on paper, you know, they, you know, a little lucky in the run differential department last year. But it's a great team. You got all these young players who have a chance to, to keep improving. And we know, we just looked at that rotation in October last year when you're rolling out Kyle Gibson, quality veteran. But when he's your number three starter in a playoff series, you need to upgrade. And in Corbin Burns, you get a potential number one starter, the kind of guy you're <laughs> happy to roll out in the first game of a playoff series. And it just makes the Orioles X percentage more likely to win the World Series for sure. David Schoenfield is with us here on GCR. David, that being the case, if they've identified, and it's difficult because I'm not trying to suggest it's all or nothing for this year because their window should be open, but again, Corbin Burns is only going to be here for this year. Are there more moves they should make to try to fortify that either before the season or before the trade deadline? Um, I... I don't think they have to, you know, I think, look, there's no doubt the ninth inning is going to be a question all year with, with Craig Kimbrell. Unfortunately, that's not really a question that's going to be answered most likely until October, which is a roll of dice and it's not necessarily something you're looking to upgrade. Now you gave him a sizable one year deal, right? He's going to be your closer. Um, I think you let the season play out. You see where you are in July. See if you need to add another starter. See if you need to add some bullpen depth. If somebody in the outfield gets hurt, what have you. But, no, I don't think it's imperative to do anything else right now. What about a bat? Glenn and I talked earlier, you know, the Orioles obviously changed the stadium configuration to kind of diminish right-handed hitters. And, realistically, the only prominent guys left that they would even think about pursuing – on short-term short term deals or Martinez and Soler, like almost would be counterproductive, but it does feel like maybe they need another bat. Yeah. Well, I, I would love either of those guys. I think that's a fair argument to make, you know, or Soler or Martinez going to want to play in Baltimore. Uh, you know, I don't know. Hitters like to put up big numbers, right? right. And uh, for right-handed power hitters, that's certainly a, a detriment, you know, but like, Money talks. It certainly fits into the overall scheme here, of which is you're not going to commit any long-term money to like a Cody Bellinger. You know, you don't want to hamper the payrolls down the road. Of course, we don't know once the new owners get approved what kind of payrolls the Orioles will be running down the road. But yeah, I'm with you. JD Martinez had an unbelievable year last year with, with the with the Dodgers. I think he'd be a good fit. And if he wants to play for a winner, you know that's a possibility. David, well, he might hit 20 homers at Fenway Park. Right, that's you know, true. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> there is something to be said. Yeah, for he was no. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's a fair point. There's no doubt he's probably a little. He's, there's going to be some regression in his numbers. You know, he's a little all or nothing now you know his walk rate's not great the strikeouts have increased um that, that but, just sounds know, like the rest of baseball day <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well exactly you yeah. know he's a little older he starts cheating on the fastball that leads to more strikeouts on the off-speed stuff but uh other than what 2020 then COVID, the guy puts up numbers every year you know so a um, pretty reliable bat for another year, I think. We, we know Tampa's going to win 95 games. We don't know how or why, <laughs> but we just know they're going to win 95. Other than that, give us your little thumbnail sketch on the division. It, it just 
I, I don't know, man. I've been buying so much stock in the uh, Blue Jays the last three years. I'm broke, and uh, yeah. I, I don't feel like the Yankees or the Red Sox are that much of a threat. But we know Tampa. We hate it, but we know they're going to be hanging around. Anybody else in the division? Yeah, strike they'll you? find a way. And look, don't discount the Yankees. Come on, you guys know better. I know they had an off year. But a lot of injuries, right, in that rotation. If Carlos Rodon and Nestor Cortez come back and they sign Marcus Stroman, right, you know, they might. Wouldn't surprise me if they sign a Jordan Montgomery or a Blake Snell to add an, another starter. Um, obviously, Juan Soto alone is that's six or seven wins. Their left fielders were the worst in baseball last right. year. So you're not right. only adding Soto, but you're getting rid of, you know, terrible production. So. Obviously, you know, he might be my preseason MVP pick in the American League. So I think the Reds, the Yankees are going to be right there. Blue Jays, I'm with you. They're an 89-win team again. I don't see why they're any better than they were last year. David, one of the things that's been a storyline in Baltimore this week, because now now that the Orioles have got, you know, to your point, new ownership and went out and got Corbin Burns, we're getting greedy, is we see the, the deal that Bobby Witt gets from the Royals, and Orioles fans say, well, we got some guys that are kind of similar players to Bobby Witt and also yep. the guy that was selected one pick ahead of Bobby Witt in the draft. And can't the Orioles start doing that? And I get it that it's complicated. I got into a back and forth with Ryan Spielberg's yesterday. Like, I don't think you can just give, try to give Adley Rutschman the same deal. My, my thought, my fear was that Rutschman would say, I'm a year away from arbitration. I'm good. But so was Bobby Witt, right. and he went ahead and did this anyway. Can you make the same offer to a catcher? Is like, can you do an eleven-year deal for a catcher? Is that I, Brian Spielberg seems to think that it's worth it, and you go ahead and you try? <laughs> I, I I just don't know. Is that plausible? Because it feels like that's the type of money that it would take in order to try to get someone like Adley Rutschman to consider this. Yeah, I think there's two issues here. One, the Witt deal for a player with two full years of service time is pretty unusual usually you gotta sign those guys right. before the end of their first year right you know or, or before you know they even make it like seattle when they signed julio rodriguez what in august of his rookie year to that big extension or you know what the braves did early on with acuna and those guys so uh, the wit deal kind of came out of left field i wouldn't expect a deal like that for rushman and like you said it's for a catcher it's risky the one team that did that was the Twins with Joe Maurer, and he ended up, you know, the last half of that deal with the Twins, you know, it wasn't really worth it because Maurer had to move to first base because of the injuries. Um, you know, Gunnar Henderson, I think you would have to do that now, like before right. the end of spring training. Same thing. Once he gets to two years, those deals just aren't likely to happen. Are, are you of the belief that you can't do it? with Scott Boris client because that's the problem with Gunner and Jackson Holiday is they're Boris guys right and I, th it, this is the difficult part for me is I don't want to write off any of these things as being possible but right I, I don't know it doesn't seem likely to me it, is it is it not possible with Scott Boris clients to do this type of deal or you know is, is that overblown um yeah I, you'd have to look at the the history there I don't think it's impossible and Look, you're not going to get any discount at this point, right? Those two guys, they already know once they hit arbitration, their salaries are going to start skyrocketing. So even though they're still making, you know, a relatively, quote, low salary for another year or two, 
it's not too long where they're going to be making 10, 15, 20 million, right? I think Soto last year made 25 million in arbitration. So that's the path those guys are on. So they're going to be fine. So in the end, it's going to be the new owners, right? Are they going to come in? Are they going to convince these young kids, this is the place to be? We want to keep you. You want to play here. And we don't know how, how that's all going to unfold yet. Um, David Schoenfield, what can we plug for you? And uh, you know, podcasts, <laughs> any anything. What can we get a plug in for? Uh, nothing immediately. Just working on some some stuff for next week. You know, I'm hit, digging into some spring training previews. You know, a player to watch in every team, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm like you guys. We're just kind of getting ready for, for spring training to start. And, you know, hey, we still got some free agents out there, right? You know, a lot of Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, you know, maybe not superstars, but uh, very good players that will, you know, make a difference hey, wherever they you land. You bring up the free agents. I know there's also still the Dylan Cease thing. Where's your where's your yep. Emmanuel Classe? It, I, we're, we're doing it. We do a, a wacky Would You Rather Wednesday bit, and his name comes up. I... I I yep. think that people around baseball don't understand how valuable Emmanuel Classe might be. What, what is, is it worth paying a significant premium to try to go get Emmanuel Classe right now? If, I've, if I'm the Orioles, I would do it. <laughs> I know I don't have his contract terms in front of me, it's, but it's he's unbelievable. signed at yeah, a very it's, low salary. It's, it's right? really so, remarkable. It's, I, I'll, I'll pull yeah. up the numbers. It's like five years, $20 million, something like that. It's ridiculous. So, look, do you want him over Craig Kimbrell? I mean, yeah, of course you, <laughs> you would. Absolutely. Imagine him in, when Felix returned, you know, in 2025, right? And, look, the Orioles, they still don't have room for all their prospects. You know, I get wanting to keep that depth, you know, for injuries or whatever, but, frankly, they still have too many position players and not enough uh, places to play all of them. So I would absolutely, if I'm Baltimore, consider trading, you know, a, you know, a couple more prospects for, for class A. What, what if it was Samuel Basayo? No. Okay. All right, there you go. There you go. There's that <laughs> this answer. This kid, I, mean, I don't know how much, you know, the Orioles are believing in this guy, but I don't want to say he's the next Rushman Gunnar Henderson, but I think he might be. I think he's going to be a stud. We're going to win like seven of the next nine World Series. (laughs) Well, I told (laughs) We haven't haven't been to one since 83. I'm a Mariners fan. My editor is an Orioles fan, and I I think I need to switch allegiances here because I want to root for a team that might make some World Series. Well, the Mariners are going to be good when Rutschman goes there in a couple years. Oh, stop it. Stop it. That's enough. (laughs) That's enough. David Schoenfield, appreciate you. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. David Schoenfield with us here on GCR. Yeah, I was trying to get people to bite in Would I mean, You, you Rather. You know Rutschman's going there. Would you stop? What is, what is your deal? Why, by the why way, what, doing, what would what? Bobby Witt – why would Bobby Witt – what's wrong with him? <laughs> what's wrong with him? It's an awful lot I mean, of money. Do you like barbecue or something? Like, why would, why would you stay in Kansas City? Um, they have a, a young nucleus. Oh, they have please. A, They're the Royals. I don't – they won a World Series. <laughs> yeah, but that was a fluke. Okay. They beat us. <laughs> Correct. Well, that was not the year they won the World Series. Oh, no, they lost to the Mets yeah. that year, yeah. right? No. Yes. No, they beat no, they, the Mets. They lost, they lost to, to the Giants. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you. I think it was the Giants, right? It was. 12, 13, was. 14, somewhere around 14 was the year that they beat, beat the us. Orioles. Then yes, they beat the, the Mets the next year. Correct. That's the way that it went. Um, I, I, How I, did he get Chick from Armando? How would you get the name Chick when your first name's Armando? Drew Forrester. It's been bothering me for like a half hour. Oh, clearly. Clearly. What else do we have today? Glad you, nothing. <laughs> nothing. We're good. This. We're just going to stay to CountySportsZone.com is your headquarters oh. for local high school scores, schedules, and standings across all sports. Five County in a row Spo- for the hall. You stop. CountySportsZone.com is proudly sponsored by Toyota. It's the frustrating part is I watch you do radio shows over at 105.7, and you don't do any of this stuff. You don't just get up and walk out of the room. I had to pee. You don't just do, like, we we took a commercial break. You you could have gone and peed. You didn't do that. Am I on this, you this waited until Are we flipping or not? we got to talk about that. I got the old okey-doke last week when I checked in. What do you mean you got the okey-doke? I don't know. We'll talk about it after the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh. I, I need to know what's going on. Are we oh. flipping? Well, I'm fine with it, but you got to make sure. He didn't like it. When I, he was like, I really like this. And I was like, I, I yeah. would rather do 12 yeah. myself. I don't like it. Yeah. And I'd really like to do five. So you better talk yeah, to I'm him, on man. it. I'm on you it. You better have that conversation. I'm we're on it. We're with you. We're on board. I might have to do, start we're doing supportive. guest segments or something. Oh. I mean, oh. this is just impacts my. <laughs> Drew really doesn't life. like doing noon to one at the radio station. Really opposed to I don't it. Even, I, I, I want to do what's best for golf. And and to talk about at noon, to talk about I'd rather talk about what just happened at five o'clock, as it's happening. Is that when the tournaments typically end? Is yeah, it five, uh, five, five thirty. Okay, yeah. What well, does seem to make a little bit more sense? Uh, yes, right. particularly once they come east. Right now, it's oh, a yeah, little different. Out on the West Coast, right? But once they come east in two weeks, everything is up. You know, when the the three to six window for yeah, TV on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on it. Let me know. Let me know. I'm 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 a very available individual. Don't know if you've heard that before. That's what I heard. So I tried in uh, Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you right, by Glory Hills Grill. I tried to get people to bite on an Emmanuel Classe trade, and nobody's doing it. Okay. It was, well, would I you will. rather the Orioles make one more move? It's to sign J.D. Martinez for one year or to trade Samo Basayo for Emmanuel Classe. That's all it is, just Basayo? Yep. I'll trade Samo Basanya. Samo Basanya? <laughs> You're willing to give up on him? <laughs> He's uh, quite the ladies' man. <laughs> I love when he told that Nigerian guy he wasn't playing for him. Yeah. I was, he said, I, I'm going to go to your house where you grew up. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to take a blank in every room. So are you going to play Would You Rather Wednesday? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't want to talk about that because I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, let's, You've never heard of Samuel Besides. Well, I've, I've heard of him. I'm a little bit nervous about He's the catcher. Are you, you're not familiar with Emmanuel Classe? I, I, but again, this they're is, unproven. This is dynamite. This is, look, Emmanuel Clase is not unproven. I'll 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 do the trade. <laughs> what are we doing? I'll do the trade. Just because a lot of people don't want it to be done. And, yes, that's correct. And I'll do it. Nobody. This is the problem, right? I have no problem with people saying no. It's the people that are trying to tell me that's a drastic overpay. No, it's not. In fact, if you run it through the machine, it still doesn't get you Emmanuel Clase. Okay. I did the numbers. It's not twenty million dollars. Emmanuel Clase has. Three more years, he he waived off arbitration and two years of club options. So all five years, including this year, Manuel Classe would t- cost a total of thirty three million dollars over five years. Not even seven million dollars per year. Um, Danny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want that? 
There's a reason why the Guardians are saying no. If, it's because everybody wants to give them their scraps for Emmanuel Classe. If like we could, conf- if we could, you know, say that we would definitely re-sign one of these three: Holiday, Gunner, but there's Adley. no reason to think that giving that this is thirty. This is the type of thing that shouldn't mess are you with anything. This else. deal because of Batista, or you're just. You just want him. I said a year ago I wanted them to trade for Josh Hader when they already had Felix Batista. Right. Like, this world, everybody has watched the playoffs. But if they had Batista healthy, the bullpen was still catcher for... for Well, that part, I don't know. That, that, in a vacuum, and I brought this up yesterday, we were talking with uh, Ryan Spielborgs, the Batista factor. You need multiple closers on your team. We have done this too frequently. Like, you know what postseason baseball looks like. You know that you need a closer, a legit shutdown guy in the sixth inning and then again in the ninth inning. You need multiple closers in order to go win a World Series. Okay. Guys that you trust in extremely high leverage situations. A Brian Baker. Yeah, come, there you go. Brian Baker can be the answer. Right now, I don't know that the Orioles have one. We brought him one, in the fourth inning. That's a fact. I don't know that the Orioles have one arm that I feel like I truly trust in high leverage situations right now. Okay. Like that's the reality. I I hope that Craig Kimbrell finds some like fountain of youth here. Yeah, and, I don't know about him. But I have almost I I'm it's not just that I'm reasonably down on Craig Kimbrell personally. I think that that's uh, I have almost no faith in Craig Kimbrell. When they signed him it was okay, great. Now who's going to be your closer? You want to bring him in in the 7th inning but who's going to be the closer? And thought was it was going to be DL Hall. Well, it ain't going to be DL Hall. So I know you brought up earlier that it could be Tyler Wells. It might very well be Tyler Wells. But I, 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 Felix Batista returning the following year would have no impact in a vacuum on my decision about Emmanuel Classe. Now we can debate Basayo versus Classe. That a, a lot of people are on board with Samuel Basayo might be the top prospect in baseball next year. Um, that's it'd be four straight, right? Like it's a that that part is tough. And he's a left-handed hitter, which we know is extraordinarily more valuable in Baltimore now. So, and so I'm I'm probably going to tell you I can't do it either, but the point is you're not getting class A. I'll do it. If we're talking All right, it. so if we're talking about a package, I mean, I, man. My answer I guess is no. I'll do it cuz I want to hang on to Basayo. I'm trying to figure out what uh, what another I'll package give him, would be. I'll give him, I I tried. I played around that machine. and I'll give him Dean Kramer. So it'd be like Go ahead. Dad. Go ahead. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> Go ahead. I just give them all. I, I try. Who do you on. want? Let's go, let's go to, let, me, let, me, let me go to the baseball trade machine. You guys want a holiday? Can... Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to get rid of everybody? Just call you him up. You don't even know who Emmanuel Classe is. Keep, uh, he's a pitcher. I know who he is. He's a, what is he? All right. I'm not even going to. He was 3-9 and nine last year. He was. That is true. He did blow some saves last year. That did happen. If he you also wanted, saved a lot of games, He too. did save a lot of games. That part is true, but he did. He had nine well, the losses. Indians were a playoff team pretty much because of him. More or less. Yeah. More I mean, or were. less. That's a fact. Because they kind of – that division not, was terrible, but yep. but they snuck in down the stretch pretty much because of him. Okay, so here we go. You want to um, try to build this deal. you got to get 51.4 points. I mean, because okay. I, I feel like I'm and almost – In the trade machine in order to try to get Classe. So okay. if you want to go Kobe Mayo instead – Does that get us there? It would be – Sure. It would get you close. Yeah, you, Mayo. So you're saying you would do Mayo for Classe? Uh, yes. No, would that be enough? It, it not according to the trade machine. It gets you forty-eight right. points. It gets you forty-three point seven. Okay. So you'd have to throw something. You could throw in Norby and do it. You have him too. If you threw in Norby, um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, again, both those guys 51. are... 51.7 on one side, 51.4 on the other. Now, again, we got to acknowledge the trade machine is imperfect. Yeah, yeah. It is imperfect. It was making it look like Otani was... Yeah, we've we've been through this a bunch of times. It is say, imperfect. <laughs> but we don't have anything else to work with. It's the only reference that we have. So they would say Mayo and Norby could get you Class A. And you I feel like it would be more than that. No, we do that. I, f- I feel like... Just because, just because. I don't know. People are really accepting Mayo friendly. as being like a legitimate okay. power I mean, major league power bat, which again I, is the thing that I think the Orioles need. Which yeah, makes I all would of this think very if difficult. I'm Cleveland, I could get more. Um, no, it's totally possible they would say, "Yeah, we're not doing it." Still, we're still what, not like doing it. We don't have Rooster to. Or something. Every guy from Cleveland should want to get out of there just because they changed the name. Great point. <laughs> Great point. This is why Talk we bring him in. Every every now, will force you know, every now and then I'm like, I'm like, why do we keep doing this with Drew? We're talking about what's wrong with the country. Right. And that's one right. of the things wrong. Go. That's what we got. That's what we got from we'll him. Change the name. Uh, what were the other Would You Rather ones? Oh, uh, your your boss didn't give you a Christmas bonus. <laughs> I think we can relate. Jeez. Um, your boss didn't give you a Christmas bonus. Instead, okay. believe it or not, they're going to offer you all expenses paid trip this weekend to Vegas for the Super Bowl, including tickets. Wow. Just for the weekend. Leave Friday, come back Monday. Or two tickets to any regular season game of your choosing next year. Football game is what I said. I, so I, as somebody pointed out, I purposely left it vague. It could be a college game. Um, I'm quitting. But just <laughs> answer the effing question. You didn't man. give me a bonus on would you just? Well, I, I, I happen to know you worked somewhere for a long time where you never got a Christmas I, bonus. I, I, I happen to I, know that. Well, I did. Oh, did you? You didn't. Um, <laughs> one year, one, I have no interest. One year it was. You can go to this website and pick a gift of your choice. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm pretty Four, sure I'm good. A Yeti. I, I'm good without the hula hooping Elvis. Right. Like I a think Yeti. I'll be all right. This is a great thing. Yeah. You guys can go to this site and pick. They got coffee mugs. Yeah. There you go. You can get your face on it. Worth it. Um, Very much I have no interest in going this weekend, so you can eliminate that. So then you, the answer would be the other one. Oh, you. It's either oh, you take the oh, weekend oh, oh. or you get tickets to any regular season game of your choice next year. I thought it was, or you get the money. Okay. No. Um, there's no money involved. <laughs> I'll take next year. Okay. Because I'll go to Brazil. Oh. You can do that. Now, it's not an all expenses paid trip, it's just oh, the it's tickets. Not. That's the point. Just the tickets. I'll take the tickets still. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I want to. I'll go this is spoken as someone who's never been to a Super Could I get a PLL game? Yeah. A what? A PLL game. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> I tell you what, yes. By all means, you I'm can have Throw that. that in there. No, I would... Um, the whip Snakes versus the Avalanche? I, I, I would pick some massive college football no. game. Like, I would pick some... Like, National Championship? Between the Hedges no, or something? I said regular season. Oh, okay. Right. But whatever it is, Auburn, Alabama, something that I've never experienced before. Army, Navy. I've done Army Navy a few times, so I, I Maryland, good. Indiana, <laughs> Maryland, Virginia. You know what? I don't think I've ever done Maryland, Indiana. <laughs> Did we lose to them this year? Or did we beat them? Uh, yes. Did we lose no. to them in football? No, they, we lost to Northwestern. They lost to Illinois. Oh, for Illinois. sure, this year. Uh, right. That I was at home. Beat, I think they beat Indiana. I think that made them five and zero. That was at home. Yes, we lost to them in DC. No, they didn't play the game in DC. <laughs> I don't think wow. they've ever played a game in D.C. In well, they played at the military ball. You got in a good vicinity. point. They did play in D.C. one. We lost 27-24 to Illinois. You're the Maryland guy. <laughs> we lost 27. Basketball. You're only a basketball. No, we, really we a... lost in football, too, 27-24. No, but I was like, are you a Maryland? You're a Maryland basketball P1 now. I don't know where you are with Maryland football. P14. P- okay, all right, there you go. It's just basketball. <laughs> but I do know we lost in that one because the total was 52 and a half. <laughs> 
Did you? Uh, she lost twice. Oh man, I was gonna save this for uh, this is the one prep that I did for the radio show tomorrow night, and I gotta edit it. Did you? Uh, you didn't happen to watch the Maryland Iowa women's game on Saturday? I night. saw some of it. What's that? I saw some of it. Um. Oh boy, did you hear what Gus Johnson said? I know, but I heard a rumor about what oh, he said. Man. So let me hang on. I'll forward it to Griffin real quick. <laughs> yes, this was because I can't. This was a. F- uh, I can't pop. actually. I can't actually play it on the air. Oh, you can't. Well, I, I'm gonna play it tomorrow, but I'm gonna have to edit it. Oh, gotcha. But <laughs> it, you can play it here because nobody cares. Well, because we don't. We're on the internet. We don't right. have the same rules right, here. Sure. Internet. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, more or less. So Gus I, Johnson. I did not see this. Oh man. All right, let me hear it. Is this so, like um, Gus Johnson was on Justin the call Tucker the... hitting a hitting a sixty year old? Um... Oh, yeah. Right. What did he say? He was banging, banging a sixty-year-old, sixty-year-old instead of a sixty-yarder, instead of a sixty-yarder, right? Um, yeah, you got Gus Johnson had the call on Fox. What Big Fox, Gus, by the way. Gus was like a rock star. He's still their top guy for basketball. Yeah, He's but he there. was a rock star for football too, right? Well, he does their best, their top college football game of the week too. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't do. I feel like his star. He doesn't do any. Well, he was the NCAA tournament. I would say in whole, the move to Fox was bad for Gus. Because he was most associated with college football or the college, college the NCAA tournament and the NFL, and the move to Fox took him off both of those things. Yeah. Now he gets the biggest col- their biggest college football game of the week, but Fox's biggest college football game of the week sometimes is like Michigan State versus Wisconsin. Right. Like it's just not that big of a game. All right. So this is from Fox Saturday night. Gus Johnson working the Maryland Iowa broadcast. And here comes Sellers. Nice look inside, great position, no call on the play as Brianna Alexander had her shit blocked. Her shot blocked, excuse me. And here comes Sellers. Turn it up a little bit. Inside, great position, no call on the play as Brianna Alexander had her shit blocked. Her shot blocked, excuse me. And here comes Sellers. I think think we got the point. I mean, I didn't hear. (laughs) And for what it's worth, she did. I didn't hear. She did. I didn't hear that. You didn't? No. You I'm did. saying that's the first time I heard watch- it. Oh, you were watching the game? Not that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not that big of a deal, but it was great. I'll tell you who was a big deal. Who? That freaking girl. Uh, she is. I. Uh, that girl is. Now I'm going to be the one. Really good. It's possible this girl at USC is better. I don't think so. Like, it's possible that she's just not getting the attention and that this girl might actually be better. But Caitlin Clark's ridiculous. Oh Nobody's going to argue gosh. with that. It's insane. Like She's no shade her on, but she's the, out right, of The play. casual nature of her logo three-pointers it's, it's out of control. Out of control. No, she's outstanding. What do you think she's getting? From them? Well, I mean, she sells out every game. They better be giving her a lot of money. Yeah. Like, she's, they better be giving her a... She's... They've, they've never had anything like this. They've never... She's the biggest celebrity in the state. Like, by far... She might be the biggest celebrity in the history of Iowa. Who would compare? Uh, Brock there, Purdy, like, no, Brock Purdy was not that big of a deal. George in Kittle, Iowa. George Kittle was kind of a big deal in Iowa. Um, I don't know if there's anything that ever been anything like yeah, this. Probably right. Is she the best. She, is she the what's most the PGA tour? Basketball what's player? The, Zach Johnson. From no, what's that. the what's the what's the event? The John Deere. The John Deere. They had her play in the pro am. The pro am at the John Deere last year, and I think they said something like it was the. The biggest attendance they've ever had for. She's from Iowa. I don't even know if she's from. That's a funny question. I don't know. You should know this. Question. Well, we don't cover them, so it's not like a I'm priority. She's got all the State Farm she commercials. Is. She's or... from Des Moines. Yes. Yeah. She's from Des Moines. Des Moines. 
Um, there's a there's a compl- she attended a Catholic school, so she's a good kid. Sure, every every everyone that's ever gone to a Catholic school definitely proved <laughs> to be a good kid. Pretty much, N- <laughs> I can think of a few. Yeah, but the, the yeah, you're just yeah. doing that now. Yeah. Now oh. you're just picking. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know that my kids are going to turn out to be good kids or not. Um, I don't know how we got here. Oh, uh, would you rather Wednesday is what we were doing? Yeah, I'm I'm just going to some big college football. I've done the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is not that great. I'm trying it's to think just of what? not that. Yeah, I've, it really isn't. I, and I would say, in fact, it's a lesser she event. Seen you, this girl? Yeah, but she she could, she could play one more year. Play, but she won't. I mean, to to do what? We're still on COVID. That's another thing wrong in this country. That's the this will be. I guess this is the last year. COVID coming. So up somebody in the store yesterday with a mask on. Okay. Well, some people th- are sick. Maybe they're protecting you. Yeah. Some people <laughs> actually have like an illness yeah. and put on a mask, yeah. which is a good thing for them to do. I would say first stay home, but it's not always an option for everybody. Right. What was I? Oh yeah. I, I'm going to go to the mask the, up. The, the Super Bowl stinks. The Super Bowl. Right. I guess I, the the o- the I only mean, time in my life I went to a non-Raven Super Bowl. I left at halftime. It was just such a nothing. Now, yes, I ended up missing the David. I could have said I was there for David Tyree's catch, and I, I wasn't. I left. I was gone. I left at halftime. It was so painfully uninteresting to me being at the Super Bowl that year. Well, that was what a, a low-scoring game that year. It was also a very low. I, people forget that. Like it would when seventeen seventeen fourteen is exactly what it was. Um, it was a painful game. And the process of trying to get there was difficult. And I was like, if I got to go through all that. Where was that one? It was in Glendale, out in uh, Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That was the reason why I went. Um, and then I said, I will not go to another one until the Ravens are in it again. And then I went. And if your team's not in it, I can't imagine why you'd have any interest in being at the Super Bowl. Now, you know. Super Bowl. It's, that's it, not. It's dreadful. It stinks. It <laughs> Trust me. stinks. Uh, it stinks. There is nothing there. Like, going to a football game is a way more pleasant experience than going to the Super Bowl. And I don't like going to football games. Like, I don't like going to any of them. Time Super Bowl stinks. Go. All right. And the number three was, uh, uh, you know, this one's not. No. You, there's no chance you've watched Saltburn. Who? Yes. So this is going to be <laughs> wasted. Trade him. There you go. You trade him. You got to go? You got to get out yeah, of here? Yeah, I, I got stuff going All on. All right. What do you want to plug? Um, just Drew's Morning Dish. Uh, Proctor want to know if you were selling uh, Drew's Morning Dish mugs with your face on them. No, with Proctor's actually. Oh, so you could throw them against the wall. Well, that's what he was gonna say. He wanted to, he needed something to smash. Proctor. You know what I like about Proctor? Right, when he sleeps. Nothing. No. Okay. There you go. All right. There's uh, there's Drew. We'll come back in. I'll I'll let Griffin answer the final. Would you rather? Because he's seen Saltburn. I'm or at least I haven't from, seen it, but yeah, I'm I, assuming I think you're I'm, familiar. I think I'm aware. You're familiar. No, it's not. That's Yellowstone. Oh. Very different than Saltburn, gotcha. which I had not watched. Everybody kept talking about it, and I was like, and then I watched it, and I said, "Oh my god!" Which, which one? They don't. They Saltburn. Okay. Jacob Alordi. Jacob Alordi. Uh, Barry. Yeah. Keegan Barry, uh, or Kogan. 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 Uh, what's her Somebody face? Else. Who was? Uh, yeah. yeah. Who's? Who was in uh, the girl from I Care a Lot? What's her name? She's in uh, Saltburn, but there are some really effed up scenes in Saltburn. Carrie Mulligan. Like, where, where yeah, but Carrie Mulligan Rosen, is in uh, it for like Rose and Pike. Where is it on? Thinking of. It's on Prime. Yeah, Prime. Oh, I have yeah. that. Yeah. No? Yeah. Don't watch it with your kids. Oh, really? <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Okay. There are three scenes in Saltburn. Oh man, I don't even. I'll describe them to you during break. No, I'm good. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about them on the air. Well, how are we gonna do the Woodrow? Because we're gonna work under the assumption that you know. 
All right, Drew, okay. thanks for stopping. I don't think out. I even need to know. Yeah, a golf show on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, because it's our lead-in. So. Yeah. Yeah, We're Reed and I are back on Sunday. And then before week, that, so. Canton Gaming with uh Oh, with look Jeremy at that. Big day. Big yeah. day on Sunday. Oh, and, oh, you're the co-host now? Basically, you're the, yeah. It's Jeremy and – you get co-billing on the marquee? <laughs> not yet. Did you work that out? Not What's yet. the talent feel like? <laughs> That's coming, though. Yeah, oh. hopefully. All right. Uh, we'll come back in, do the Last Would You Rather Wednesday, Tidbit and Tubular. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. One of the things that's definitely wrong with this country is that this dude still has a job somehow, some way. Glenn Clark. All right, winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Again, Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where you can find Goose Flights Lager. There you see it. It's available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, as well as in cans at the uh, Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton. Alonzo's in Roland Park, also in cans and six-packs at both Guilford Hall Brewery and Station North and Costasin and Dundalk. Six packs and cases at the wine source in Hamden. Go get it right now. Goose Flights Lager. Delicious, refreshing, 
awesome collector's can, and 198 from every can sold goes to the Goose Flights Foundation and the work they're doing carrying on Tony Saragusa's legacy by providing non-emergency medical transport for those in need. Again, go get Goose Flights today. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. All right, number three for Would You Rather Wednesday was, and it's going to lead into a conversation that we're about to have about what our uh, punishment's going to be for uh, picks. Number three, would you rather... You you lost your fantasy football league. Never. Well, you did. Yeah. Sorry. That doesn't happen. And because of that, you either a have to do what the kid did from uh, Barstool last night. Okay, I didn't see that. You got to so I, I, I I'm not a bar. Look, this is not a. I don't want to start a fight about it. I'm not a Barstool guy. I became aware that one of the personalities on Barstool lost a bet that required him to perform a one hour one man show in front of a live audience. This is difficult. It would require you to do that. You got to perform a one-hour, one-man show in front of a live audience, or, or you have to. Did you? Are you familiar of the th- with the three scenes from? Salt uh, I'm not familiar. I'm familiar with like a couple. I think there's like a, I, there's a bathtub scene. I, I'm and all with I this ever one. heard about was the, I am familiar with this when, one. When I was like uh, Jacob Lordy referenced it when he was doing his monologue on Saturday Night Live. Yes. And I was like, okay, I don't know. When I finally watched it, it was somehow more disturbing than anything I was prepared for. There is a scene that involves a a sex act, but in really unique circumstances. Actually, there's the next two scenes can kind of be quantified <laughs> that way. The first. When, when did you watch this? Um, when did I watch? It was recently. It was the last couple of days. I've. I oh I um what did I finish? You I finished, finished I finished uh, something. I finished Dead to Me. I gave Dead to Me a shot. Made it through three. Se- it's the Christina Applegate, uh, Linda Cardellini, who I hate. Um, <laughs> uh, she's the worst human being that's ever lived. Um, and I, I and I I, I I don't have any words. Okay. Right, um, right. So I watched Dead to Me and I finished that and I was like everybody keeps talking about Saltburn. I'm gonna go watch Saltburn. And I was familiar that there were these scenes, and yet somehow they're still more still disturbing. Caught you off guard. Like they're still that disturbing. So there's the bathtub scene. Then there's this, I'll call it the under-the-window scene. A young lady sitting underneath the window of this man, clearly trying to get his attention. It leads to a, a sexual act, but... Oh, God, I don't want to do spoilers. Whatever. Whatever. During a particular time of the month. Okay, I do know this one too. Okay, I do know this one too. And then there's a third one. I don't think I. I, I you I think can't, that's the extent of my knowledge. You of can't movie. talk about the third one without there being. Well, I don't have to. T- there's a third scene in the film that involves a sex act being performed on a grave. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. This is, this is tough. Would you rather? It's tough. You lose your fantasy football league. You have to do the one-man show for one hour. Or you have to go to a book club gathering of <laughs> senior citizens and graphically describe okay. these three scenes from the film Saltburn. All right, so when we're talking about a one-man show, I gotta, I guess uh, he like like he did like a like a play, essentially, and he was as... That's a... That's a, that's a in front of like how big is this audience that we're talking? Um, 
Like hundreds is what oh, I would man. say. Hundreds, not thousands. Hundreds. All right, so, so now uh, versus a closer quartered, uh, you know, I'm talking to, but I don't know any of these senior citizens. You don't know them? No, that's true. So, like, you know, well, I, 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 can't, I go in there, I, I do my thing. thing. I can't guarantee that you don't know okay. them. <laughs> it's possible because I started this by saying your grandparents, but then I don't know if people's like. Somebody who's Drew doesn't have any. I don't have any living grandparents, right? Like, right, right. So it's possible that someone there is someone you know. Is, yeah. Like, okay, I can, I, I'm I not. Could, I'm not taking maybe, that off the table. I feel like if you did guarantee that it was just the most random, you know, relative. I'm not guaranteeing that. I might have to take my my chances then, and hope, and, and yeah, just yeah, hope, and hope uh, that I don't run into anyone I know with this senior citizen book club and. I, I, you know, I mean, I just get in, do my uh, thing, and uh, I'll answer questions if they. Oh yeah, <laughs> if they have more questions, but uh, yeah. uh, I think I can get through it. <laughs> your, your buddy's grandmother's like, so wh- what? What was he doing in the bathtub? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I, all, in front of all my friends' grandparents, that would be a hundred percent. Could be all. I don't know him that well. Could be all your. Oh, okay, <laughs> so you're good. Could be all of your friends' grandparents that you could be. Doing I this think. In front uh, of. I think I would lean towards that. See, I. The funny part I mean, to me is that I wouldn't mind sucking doing the one man show because, like, I almost feel like that's part. They're talking about one of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's part of the bit, and I don't know. I, I I'm never gonna watch this guy's. You know, again, it's not it's not a knock. I, I'm not a barstool person. There's plenty of people that are barstool people. It's God bless you. It's not a thing. I love uh, Eric. I love Banks. Those are my guys. But I there's the 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 guys the pardon my take guys I've never listened to their show but they seem funny online I dig it but like I'm just this isn't me trying to like denigrate Barstool it's just not my they like Joe Flacco thing. so yeah they definitely seem to like Joe Flacco quite a bit uh, I, there's plenty of things that people are into that it's just not my thing it's fine um, so I'll never watch that guy's show but I'm guessing that like part of the bit was that he's supposed to suck and so. I would lean into the suck. Right. Like, I would lean into it as part of the entertainment value. You're singing or whatever. Of the one-man show. Yeah. Whatever, it, whatever, whatever it is that I'm going to do, I would I would be in on that. What brings us to, we have to decide what the punishment is going to be for ours. And no one's food options interested do me. Do something from Sawburn, yeah. Well, yeah, we gotta, well, I actually thought about that. I actually <laughs> thought about... Like writing out those scenes descriptively and forcing the loser to come into the show and read descriptively Act those out. scenes. I don't think that that's an option. Um, I think that the answer is that side bet loser has to dress as a Las Vegas showgirl. Oh man! And perform a on the show. Seven and a half minute stand up routine. That's brutal. That's a lot, right? That is but a it's lot. not in front of a you know a, a like an audience at a club, right? Like, I do think that that makes it a little bit different. Although we are going to have the video, and we're going to post the video for the world to see. I think you have to prepare. Maybe I just call it seven minute. A seven minute. Seven and a half. Ah, seven and a half. I like seven and a half. Seven and a half minute stand up routine that you have to perform. On this show. Now, this is the thing. Might not be the end of the world. You can just make fun of us the whole time. Yeah. If you wanted to, yeah. right? Like, if I lose, I'll just do seven and a half minutes on Griffin. Look at his stupid hair. Look at uh, it. Look at that. I don't know if you have. What do you know? I don't know. A razor? I mean, it'll be bad. <laughs> it's not going to be good. 
But I'll just do seven and a half minutes about, you know, John Proctor. I'll do seven and a half minutes about KZ. I'll do seven and a half minutes about everybody in the crew. It'll just be a roast, more or less, probably at that point. Or I'll pull out some of my old standards. I could basically take the, the what, that's what's wrong with this country shtick and probably turn it into a stand-up routine. The yield sign I could absolutely turn into a stand-up routine somehow. But that's what I would do. So I think you have to dress as a Las Vegas showgirl, since that's where the game is, for a show. So you got to order a costume and do a seven and a half minute stand up routine on the show that we then are able to we post out everywhere, and no like no no help. You got to do it all, all on your own. There's no anything. No, we don't re- we, we don't interact. We don't. Nothing. Oh, okay, you can't do. Uh, you know, Silent. where where are you from? Nope, none of that. None of that. Just seven and a half minutes of you. How you feeling about that? That's. It's tough. It's a tough punishment. It's a lot to do, Pl- um, particularly because you're not really even picking games. No, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be doing – so we'll be doing, like, what, Kelsey Yards and try to find a number for – Oh, we're going to do even more. We'll do Gatorade. Taylor Swift. Uh, we'll do yeah, we'll Heads Tales, obviously. First song at halftime. We'll do – Anthem over under. We'll do a bunch of that type of stuff. Okay. Like, this is – that. those are the props that we'll be picking this week. <sighs> Man. I'd, I'd rather do some food. I understand that, but the food options were all... None of them intrigued me in any way. They were all... The only one that was particularly interesting was the sauerkraut juice one, and I couldn't I couldn't tie it into the Super Bowl in any capacity. Well, it's because... Uh, it's um, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I'm asking, but I'm not really asking. It's because the Chiefs played in Germany this year. What? Yeah. That's why, that's why we have to do a sauerkraut cocktail or whatever. We'll look at it again. <laughs> Let me go back. And then the Niners. Well, yeah. Now, what else was in that thing? Hang on. Let me go back. That was the what only. What are they known one. for in San Francisco? Obviously, riceroni. That's what everybody's known for in San Francisco. Uh, sauerkraut juice, ketchup. Oh, I wish these were real. I I just found this. What's that? I I just sent it in there. Uh, pickle Reese's. Oh, they're not real. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're not. I wish they were real. I I agree. Uh, speck of pepper, salt to taste. Yeah, sure. This will make it taste good. <laughs> and you found that you can actually get sauerkraut juice somewhere? Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. And we can do... We'll, All right, we'll here's... find another bet to... This would be my trade-off. About, I, would, uh, you, I would say we, we can... We can still do the showgirl thing. You got to drink the... No, cocktail. I would say we could do this, but also a peanut butter jelly and sauerkraut sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly. Um, two. You have to eat two peanut butter oof. jelly and sauerkraut sandwiches. Uh, I mean, okay, two peanut butter jelly. I mean, all right. There's no way that's good, right? Like, um, definitely not the second one. There's no way you have to you have to consume this cocktail. And so, so sauerkraut, one can of sauerkraut, yes. juice, yes, jar, whatever, whatever we find. One, yeah, we're a glass of. <laughs> we're gonna make a glass of sauerkraut. Condiment juice. sauce. So that's where we can. We'll do whatever ketchup, barbecue, whatever. Yeah, Kansas City. So barbecue sauce. We'll make that barbecue sauce, right? No, ketchup, I think, is what we agreed to. Okay. Well, I think right. we should do grocery. Then we should make it mayonnaise. That's if, what we should do. The Niners win mayonnaise. No, no, no. We should, no, no. Win. Stop it. We should, we, it, needs to be gr- it needs to be a punishment. It needs to be gross. Mayonnaise is oh, the answer. Jesus Christ. Ugh. And then we do sauerkraut. That's... Oh, then we do peanut butter, jelly, mayonnaise, and sauerkraut. Gross. All yeah. Right, right, that's, that's, Griffin, down. that's the concept. DJ it's supposed to be gross. Sauerkraut and mayo. Two of those? Two of those. You have to have two. To, to nurse your, and then you get a cocktail to wash it down. And a cocktail. Or to, while, you're, while you're doing it. 
Ugh. All right. Are we in agreement? That's I I uh yes. I Send it I out can. to the boys. <laughs> Send it out. Anyone who says no, I don't think I want him around anymore. Think that and Stecka is going to Stecka, but he's going to say no. That's the problem. Stecka is going to say no. That's one of the issues that I'm dealing with. I would say, let's see how many people say no, and then we'll reconsider whether we include them in the, the league next year. <laughs> but no, Stecka wants out, so I don't want that. I don't want Stecka out of the league. He's got to stay because we had rules about that. He's got to stay. All right, that's my plan, and then we'll do picks tomorrow, and those are the stakes. All right? I was going to think if somebody said no, do we allow them the, the the other punishment as a backup? Do we give them that option? Yeah, I guess we could. I don't know, because then, we, then we're letting everybody choose, and I don't like that. I think we have to, I think we have to, consi- I think we have to get everybody on board. Two, it's two sandwiches. It's not an extraordinary amount of food. It's just gross. I, I'm out on extraordinary amounts of food punishments. I won't do that anymore. I, I just I, I can't live that way. Or make you eat Taco Bell at some point. No, thank you. Twenty dollars a Taco Bell. I am good. All right, all right. That'll be uh, like just plan. disintegrate. Tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the print issue of Press Box, still available. For uh, we're only down to days that this print issue of Press Box is available. It's our best of issue. Go get it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. What you got? Um, all right, so I put it off long enough. Travis Kelsey, uh, he, he is okay at the football. Uh, 12, he had his 12th career playoff game of 80 receiving yards, which is the most all-time, um, and it is, of course, the most since 1990. So I want to see if uh, you can round at the top 10 here. Most games with 80 receiving yards in a playoff game since 1990. Most. So Kelsey has the most. And then there's uh there's 80, 80 yards 80 receiving since yards. 1990. Yes. Most ga- most playoff most games. Most playoff games. Well, that's interesting. I Wes Welker. Not Wes Welker. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is number 2 on this list. Gronk. Gronk is number 4 on the list. How many do I need to get? Uh we're doing 10. So you got 3 with Kelsey Jeez. Edelman Gronk. Um. Okay, Andre Reed. No, not Andre Reed. Isaac Bruce. Not Isaac Bruce. Since yeah, I guess yeah. okay. That, yeah, that yeah. definitely falls yeah, within yeah. since 1990, Chief. Hey. All those years they've won together. Marvin Harrison. Not Marvin Harrison. Reggie Wayne. Not Reggie Wayne. Tory Holt. Not Tory Holt. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is on this list with six. I was trying to go with the teams that were in the playoffs the most. Uh, Donald Driver. No Donald Driver. Greg Jennings. No Greg Is there Jen- a Packer? There is no Packer. Okay, let's move on. There is a Colt that you missed. Dallas Clark? Dallas Clark. That is random AF. Six games. Is there a Ram that I missed? Um, No. No. I assume there's not another Chief, right? Uh, No. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, number three on this list. So there you go. You got the top four. And the is, rest there a, is there another Cowboy? Mm, there is no. Randy Moss. Not Randy Moss. I mean, that's not that surprising opportunity. Um, Is there a Viking? Uh, Yes. Stephon Diggs? Not Stephon Chris Diggs. Chris Carter? Chris Carter. Six games. We had six guys tied for fifth here with six games. 
Uh, so Hines Ward, Chris Carter. Rod Smith. Did, wait, did you say Did I just give you one? Who? I just said it. Okay. Then no, you maybe didn't you said Chris Carter and Hines Ward, right? Okay. I it, got those. Okay, good. Yeah. And Dallas Clark. He had six as well. Yeah. Um, No, not Rod. Uh, Rod Smith had five. Ed, Ed McCaffrey. Isaac Bruce had five, by the way, as well. Ed McCaffrey? No, no Ed. Uh, Shannon Sharp? No Shannon Sharp. Is there a Bronco? No Bronco. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald. Yes. Larry Fitzgerald. Six games. Is there another Cardinal? No. Terrell Owens. Not Terrell Owens. Is there a Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice. It was always going to be dicey going into the 90s. He had six. All right. So So one more. I've got two left. Uh, you said you're oh, right. Oh, because we're counting Kelsey. Yeah, counting Kelsey. Sorry. All right. How about... Rice had 10 in his career, by the way. Steve Smith. Steve Smith Sr. is the final one. The round at the top 10. Well done. Well done. Look at that. Anquan Bolton had five in his career. Reggie Wayne did have five in his career as well. Stephon Diggs is at four at the moment. Let's see how this is going. All right. Uh, uh, John is mad that it's not a regional thing. John, we tried. We tried, Chief. We tried. All of the responses were terrible. Nobody was coming up with good regional options, so we we did what we did. All right? I don't need it. I don't need it. It's a yes or no question. It's like, would you rather Wednesday? And people are trying to be like, uh, I would I would go sign Ryan Stanek for the boy. I didn't ask. I said, you got to do one or the other. Pick one. That's it. Jesus. Just say yes. Just say I'm in. Do I send them the other option? or No. Just, okay. No. Okay. We say, this is what we're doing. We tried. We attempted. We didn't, we didn't coalesce around a good idea. This is what we came up with. Deal with it. Got it? We can cut the crust off to make them Uncrustables. The peanut butter jelly. Because the Uncrustables wasn't going to yeah, be a play. Yeah. So we can cut the crust off. And we can make them homemade Uncrustables. You don't have to offer that. But offer it. I don't care. I don't care. Everybody's annoying me today. Tidbit was also brought to you today by Superbook. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. When you sign up, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match. Win or lose from Superbook. And uh, download the Superbook app. Get in on all of the many props, and we'll be diving into some of those in our pick segment tomorrow. Tubular brought to you by, this one's brought to you by the Green Turtle. Big week at the Green Turtle. Absolutely, always is, especially on Thursday nights and uh, where they are offering you a free $10 bet at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. And uh, you experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So get out to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some food and sports tomorrow night at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. All right, very good. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular. Uh, Loyola and Navy hoops in action. Loyola at American, 7 o'clock. Navy hosts Bucknell at 7 on ESPN Plus for both. Big Ten hoops tonight, Wisconsin-Michigan at 7, Nebraska-Northwestern at 9 on Big Ten Network. All the rest of the college basketball find at glennclarkradio.com. Monumental Cavaliers-Wizards at 7 o'clock, ESPN-Warriors-Sixers at 7.30, Pelicans-Clippers at 10, TNT-Lightning-Rangers at 7, Wild Blackhawks at 9.30, TBS for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Not a whole lot. Uh, Uh, Abbott Abbott Elementary is back. back. That's a highlight. Abbott Elementary Season 3 is back, of course, preceded by the Connors 
season six. ABC is the night where, where, where you got to be tonight. Judge Steve Harvey at 10, all on ABC. Other than that, not really anything. The Marvels uh, comes to streaming on Disney+. Plus. Those, Even uh, watching it for free is not. Those are your highlights. Impractical mm-hmm. Jokers is back tomorrow. Uh, so that'll okay. be the highlight of tomorrow, good obviously. For, good for the, the four title. of you that like Impractical Jokers. Actually, there's, it's a lot of people that like Impractical Jokers, and it's embarrassing. It's not so embarrassing. embarrassing. For what? It's just not. Because we enjoy being entertained? It's just not that good. They <laughs> seem like for, nice enough guys. They seem like swell fellas. I had the one on the show. He was a very nice guy. You miss Joe, don't you? You wish Joe would I come don't back. know what Joe is. Joe Flacco? Joe Gatto. Sure. God bless. I I watched the show and I was like, what what am I missing? Like what what I guess I guess it's sense of humor. Nothing. I we talked about it during trivia on Monday night because my, my cousin's kid is playing with us now. He's about your age. And I think the and he's not a big fan of the show either, but like he was trying to talk about his popularity. And I was like, I think it might be difficult for the the jackass generation to accept like as Uh-oh. as I said, I can't do the forced fake like bits because Fake or forced? No, they're about. very fake and they're very forced. I no. can't do it because I saw Jackass. Like it ruined it for me. Like that ruined my ability to watch scripted, which is the, you can't do the stuff they did on Jackass. You can't do to people today. There's lawsuits. Like we've just changed the society. The only way to do this is to do it scripted and fake. Like that's the only way to go about doing it. Again, they seem like nice guys. They seem to be having fun. The whole thing, but it's just not good television. Like it's. It's just a thing that exists. That's all I can give it. I disagree wholeheartedly. I know you do. I know um, you do. And uh, I think, yeah, you're just going to be wrong about this. No, so. no, no. Just add it to the list. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to uh, David Schoenfield and to Bo Smoker. We'll get it up in the greatest hit section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. John mentioned doing... Uh, John Proctor mentioned doing a sauerkraut... Or not sauerkraut. Sourdough toast. So that there's a San Francisco... Whole... Time. We're trying really hard, man. We're trying so hard. Sure. Why not? Fine. Just say yes so we can move on from the t- I'm just get I just need to get to the part where everybody's on board. Because if they're if somebody's putting up a particular stink about it, then we're not gonna include them in uh John John Proctor's in. I mean we know John and Little Rock will be in. Yeah, John and Little Rock will be in. He's just being a jerk about it. <laughs> Instead of just saying fine, I'm in. We're gonna make well Jeremy'll be in. Jeremy will yeah, do anything. Ken will be in. We'll Ken will absolutely put up a stink about it now because he's just <laughs> that's who he is. But I think ultimately he'll be in. Like ultimately we'll we'll have to come on, Ken, he'll be in. And if he's not, then he doesn't get to be a part of the segment tomorrow. Um I don't know about Paul Valley. Paul's been so checked out of this show. Like I he's still doing yeah, the batter and I appreciate miss with that. stuff. I I don't know what to make of Paul or Kyle. I have no idea. Kyle's gonna say Ryan no. Chell will say yes just because he likes being a part of it. He'll say yes. I think he's on. A, I think he's flying to Vegas right now, so I don't think he'll respond for a little while. And uh, who else am I forgetting about? Um, Dr. Nick Kelly. Oh, he'll Nick be Kelly. Kelly. Nick Kelly will be in. Yeah. He'll be in. Yeah. Is that everyone? Stecka. He'll. Stecka will might, say no. Stecka will absolutely say no, and we'll tell him he doesn't have a choice. Is the way that will go. Say, Andrew, you're doing it. That's the way it goes. Love you. You're doing. it. All right, uh, yeah, we'll do picks with KZ, maybe with KZ tomorrow. We'll see as we go over Super Bowl props. All right, very good. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors. Oh, what else is tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, Wink Martindale's going to join Wink Martindale will join us. Jim Bowden. Yeah, Jim Bowden. We'll talk more about the, the possibility of the Orioles trying to lock down some of their guys, like the Bobby Witt contract 
And Wink Martindale tell us more about Zach Orr, yes. obviously, who he yes. worked with and here. I guess Baltimore. we'll fight with KZ because yeah, yeah, sure he wants to fire. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, for God's sakes, God. Uh, thanks, everybody, Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Loyola. Go Navy. Duke sucks. <laughs>